This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Saw this story. Very, very interesting. Uh, you know, the Dodgers won a couple nights ago uh, and on, on a home run. So it was uh, Cody Bellinger. Is it Bellinger? Bellinger. Bellinger. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a walk-off, but, but he hit a home run. In it ended up being the game eight. winner, yeah, right? the game winner, yeah. All right, so he hits the home run, and obviously he's excited about it. Uh, and then at the end, as he's making the rounds and meeting with his team, he celebrated so hard that he dislocated his shoulder. Oh, oh my God. No. Yes. His right shoulder, it, it pops from time to time. It happened once in 2018. Uh, and that was while he was playing. He was, doing, he was a defensive play. He was trying to stop a ground ball while playing first base. And in both incidences, he didn't need to go on the injured reserve list or anything along those lines. Uh, it was minimal time, though in 2019, uh, that incident, he did, it did spell the end of his time as a first baseman. But oh. it happened on Sunday night's Game 7 uh, between the Dodgers and Braves. And he was apparently got done, and he went up to his teammates. So you're going to have to tell me, is it Kiki Hernandez? Yeah. Is that his name? Uh, leapt to uh, do like forearm smashes. Oh yeah. my god! And uh, <laughs> oh my god! Something clearly happened to Cody's shoulder. He oh. did. He did a spin move to avoid the next person who was coming up to do. Uh, another one with him, and he headed straight for the dugout, and like he's like, uh-oh. Oh, so is he done? Dude, no, awesome. no, 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 no. They, they popped, popped it they back popped in. They popped it back oh, in. like Riggs. Okay. And, and it happens to him from time to time. Yeah, you can see that last oh. one. He skipped doing the, the forearms. That's an, oh, oh, my God. I hate, I hate that. Yeah, this reminds me a few years ago. I believe it was a defensive player for the Detroit Lions was celebrating after a sack or an intercept. I can't remember what it was, but he was celebrating on the field, and he tore his ACL by dancing. Oh, that's right. He yeah. was dancing on the field after, like, making some sort of a play yeah. and straight up tore his ACL. Yeah, was, I think it was a sack. And, okay. Yeah, oh, my God. So I was curious about if anyone listening in a celebratory moment, <laughs> you know, emotions are high. Yeah. Thing is, well, the world is your oyster. This is yeah. my moment. And then you hurt yourself. You break. You you roll your ankle. You 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 break a bone. Whatever it is, you fall down, and you've injured yourself Jeez. at this moment of elation. Because yeah. I'm certain it's happening. Yeah, we're watching the video. Who is this case? This, all the way to the right. Okay. Oh, Steven oh dude, that sucks. That, <laughs> that, now, that, that is a more formidable injury than your sh- than your uh, shoulder popping out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, his season was done, and yeah. I don't know when this happened during the season, but you know, maybe oh. even potentially the beginning of the next. God, season. what kind of idiot dances yeah. and injures himself? How'd you hurt yourself? Uh-huh. Right, I mean, that's, that's yeah. embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, you were winning that Madonna dance off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was now, at a wedding. Yeah. I've, I've got a bum shoulder. It's I've I've had trouble with it for now a year and a half, where it's it's bad. I even played golf and. In a year and a half, it's I, I injured it, um, and it's the same way. Like all my life, even when I was younger, and I do remember, like literally, do you remember? <laughs> do you remember Arsenio Hall, where you do the woof 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 thing, yeah. like that, the dog pound thing? Yeah. Did that throw it out? Well, it was kind of a, a standard celebration. Yeah, yeah. If you know, if we were, I, and I don't remember what we were doing, but I was excited, oh. and I started whipping my arm around oh my like God. that. 
and I threw my freaking shoulder out. Oh, jeez. I probably separated it or something because it happened, and it hurts. We have an Arsenio injury on floor four, <laughs> Arsenio injury. It hurts so bad when you do that. Yeah, I and, hurt my shoulder woof, woof, woofing. Yeah, did you, exactly. Did you need to get uh, to a doctor? No, or no, you just, no, no. You no. just knew you'd but, but, it But up. it slips. It feels like it pops. It feels like it dislocates, but it doesn't. There's right. something in there that overlaps, you know, one of the tendons or something like that, and it eventually... It pops back into place, but man, does it hurt. So I wasn't celebrating anything, but we I think we've all, and, and the sports world knows the story of my skipping injury when we were doing <laughs> competitive skipping here. That injury is completely healed, and okay, it good. only took a couple of years <laughs> Okay, from skipping. Here's yeah. one, and I remember this, Nick. I'm glad you brought up this video. Great golfer, Tony Fino. Uh, was at the uh, at the Masters the day before they do a um, a par three right competition. He hits a hole in one, okay, <laughs> and he gets excited and starts running towards oh, running towards the green. No, oh, no. Oh, and no. then he he what did he do? He dislocated his ankle. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. Oh my god, oh, no. starts running. He starts running and then bang, and he. He he just it gives out on him and yeah he turns oh, no. he's running backwards oh, oh and you see it roll and he hits the ground oh, oh my god and oh. that's at the moment of absolute you know although the next day excitement. at the Masters he shot a four under so yeah. you know with some, a dislocated ankle yes yep. wow yeah some injuries are more severe than others and some okay. athletes are able to recover yeah <laughs> well listen I went two for three with a broken wrist when I was uh, you know playing baseball but uh, you know <laughs> we're not all we can't all be heroes I will not. High five my little brother at Eagles games anymore because he just does it too damn hard. And he calls me a pussy, but I'm like, dude, you can't like he's actually like hitting me as hard as he possibly can. And and it's always in celebration, but I just I'm like, I can't do it anymore. It hurts too well, much. Well, you, you bring up another so that what that is memory. It's years ago when we were in Little League and then we were actually up in New York playing for the Phils. Uh that was our team. And uh, <laughs> kid hits a home run, running around, other kid jumps up, bigger kid chest bumps him. <laughs> Knocks him out. Oh, no. He goes flying back. I guess his chin hit the kid's forehead. Oh, man. Out cold. Yeah. All right. We're getting calls. I'm going to go to Clinton. Hey, uh, Clinton, you're on the air. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. All right. So you're celebrating. What were you doing when you were celebrating? Well, I uh, hit a home run in Little League, and I was excited, waving to the crowd, waving on the parents. <laughs> hey, I got a uh, nice home run, guys. Hey, great, wonderful. Not paying attention, ran into a pole, broke my nose. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> How did you find a pole when you're running oh, for a diamond? <laughs> well, they didn't have padding. Uh, uh, wh- where's the pole on the? <laughs> was it by the dugout? Yeah, by the dugout. Okay. Uh, so you were. Just... <laughs> oh, I would love to have seen That'd that. Be great. Oh my God, Clint, did it start bleeding? Oh yeah. Oh my so, God. Oh. Everything. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Christ. Your moment of glory. Had you ever hit a home run before in Little League? Nope. Oh there you go. man. <laughs> And everyone got to watch that. That's great. So the success of the home run is immediately removed, and you now become the guy who ran in the poll. Hey, people will never never forget that. That's right, like Jeffrey Chubin. The people They'll never forget there. that Zoom call. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> let me see. I'm going to go to Kyle. Hey, Kyle, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good. Is this a story about you or someone else? Somebody else. Okay. So we're up in Lake Placid playing a tournament, and it was a finals game, and we... Uh, it ended up being like a game-winning goal, like 15 seconds left, and my coach is jumping up and down on the back of the bench, and 
all extra sticks line up against the back of the bench, oh. and they must have fell over, and he stepped on it on oh. his heel and snapped his Achilles oh. tendon. Oh. Like, no. It coiled up like a little fern plant. Oh, oh, oh my God. Jesus. So when like, that, could you imagine like, just a little, like an inch above the heel, and yeah, completely snapped it in half. Oh, I don't know. And yeah. that does that hold on to your hamstring to, down to your ankle, or does it? It, it can like it goes to like the back of your knee. Mm-hmm. So oh. it, it, it would sort, it would roll up, wouldn't it? Yeah, like it like a, like a bicep up, yeah. tear. Oh man, yeah, it was crazy. Oh, oh. that sucks. All right, <laughs> thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it. In your moment of glory, yeah. That's when it happens. Uh, let me see. I will go to... All right, there are other moments of glory besides sports like yeah. this. I'm going to go to Jen. Hi, Jen. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, good morning <laughs> to you. What's up, Jen? So, um, it was the first dance after I got married. Okay. What happened? So, we, my husband was bringing me out on the dance floor, and I slipped on some water that was spilled, oh. and my body went one way, and my knee went the oh, other. Oh, my oh, oh, oh. What was the damage, Jen? Say this again. Sorry. What was the damage to the knee? Was it was it was it, it pretty? I didn't tear an ACL, but it blew up like a balloon. But luckily, I had a lot of doctor and nurses friends. So literally at my wedding, they had to say, "Is there a doctor in the house?" Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Did you get to enjoy the rest of your wedding? I did. I just drank a lot, and my dad used his cane. Okay. Used his cane. You can't tell in my wedding video that I fell. Yeah, you know, like like you got to remember that Nick was at a wedding and Madonna almost killed him. So <laughs> yeah, right. you, you just well, be lucky. Run around Sue. Yeah, around Sue almost killed me. Oh my god! All right, thanks, Jen. Appreciate <laughs> it. All right, thanks, guys. Yeah, at that point, you just got to drink your way through it. Yeah. <laughs> and realize that tomorrow's gonna suck. And just Ooh. deal with it then. Rolling ankle injuries, though, are oh, man. whenever you just watch them, it's you feel the pain. It's 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 happened a number of times in my life, and it's just it, 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 it you, the pain is just horrible. I didn't even to roll. the observer, it's hilarious. I didn't even roll my ankle; like it just kind of like moved a little bit in the in the wrong direction, and I ended up having to wear a boot. Remember when yeah. I, I had to wear it for like a couple of weeks? I do remember that. Yeah, it right. swelled yeah. up. Like, Did you have bangs at that time too? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go to, uh, is this right? Is this guy's name Hand? Hey, Hand. Yeah, that's correct. Where are the sausages? <laughs> Where are the sausages? All right, Hand. Do do us a favor and tell us your story, please. Uh, so Super Bowl Sunday, Eagle Super Bowl Sunday. I'm in my house, had friends over. I was sitting down in front of the TV. Eagles had just scored a touchdown. My buddy had lunged off my couch, tackled me. Tore my ACL, out of work for nine months. Uh, oh, nine, nine, nine months. months. My, uh, my, the person who did it, too, happens to be, oh, well, he was at the time, uh, mayor of a small town, which I won't name. So I had my lawyer buddy uh, come up with a civil suit. Uh, it was, we were joking, of course, but we were going to sue the uh, <laughs> Oh, sue the city. Yeah. <laughs> so hang on a second. How are you out of work for nine months? Are you a professional football player? Uh, I'm a civil servant. We'll leave it at that. Okay. okay. All, right. All right. Yes. So tackled you like at your waist? When where was he going in? So I'm sitting with my legs kind of up front. I'm sitting on my butt, and he had just come, I guess, in the right direction. Took out my left knee. Uh, I'm still able to walk to the bar that night. That's important. <laughs> there you go. Right, right. Priorities. God, man, nine months right. out. Thanks, Hand. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> Jesus. That sucks. And at the moment of celebration, I, you know what? I should have asked him, how was the rest of the game? I mean, was that, you know, was it okay for the rest of the night? Right. Uh, I'm going to go to Darren. Hey, Darren, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, 
How you doing? Good. What's up, Darren? Not too bad. Uh, uh, so years ago at a Flyers game, a friend of mine and I took a bus down to watch the Jersey Devils play. Uh, and uh, everyone probably remembers the game because it's one of the only games where a Flyers actually scored in their own net that night. <laughs> 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 so, anyhow, you know, they're getting killed. My buddy and I are getting smashed drunk with all these strangers that I rode a bus down with. Uh-huh. And uh, so the Flyers score a goal. And I go to high-five the guy next to me, who I don't know, and poke him in the eye so badly that I sent him to the hospital. Oh, my God. That was a stranger? Yeah. Dude, so did he start swinging at you? or, or I mean, No, no, no. I, I was apologizing like crazy because, like, I felt my finger just buried in, in his man's eye socket. Oh, God. And I football when I was younger, so I had poked people in the eyes before, but never this oh, bad. What was the damage like? What, what did he... was, His eye went blood red. Oh, man. <laughs> the entire time, he's trying to explain how, you know, he's going to explain this to his wife when he gets home. Oh, my God. And then I had to ride a bus with the man from, you know, the Jersey Devil State. Oh, he loves it. Yep. Just, uh, and I oh. just felt like crap. It was one of the worst. Oh, that's we're, we're losing it, But, yeah, that's, that's hilarious. High-fived and missed. Yep. yep and uh, happened to bury my finger in his eye socket. <laughs> have, you seen, have you guys ever seen double high-fives miss and people smash each other in the faces with the open palm? Oh, yeah. It happens all the time, mm-hmm. especially when people are really drunk at the end of a successful mm-hmm. game. Uh, let me see. I'm going to go to Dave. Hi, Dave. Good morning. Morning. How you guys doing? Good, Dave. All right. So this is it. The, the moment of celebration and injury happened. What's your story? Correct. When I was in high school, we were in a baseball tournament over the weekend and I had a big strikeout. I was a pitcher. Down into the dugout, we were celebrating. My assistant coach pretty much did like a fist pump turnaround excitement and punched me, scratched me in the eye. I had a scratch retina, missed the tournament for the weekend, and they x-rays for a broken orbital and everything. Oh, holy crap. Wow, that man. was a, a heavy hit. Clocked you. Through the 16-year-old, basically. <laughs> wow. So, uh, obviously, maybe you can't recall because you just got, you know, your orbital bone broken, uh, but did was how apologetic, how uh, was he freaking out? I think he walked away at first and then didn't even realize what he did. Until they told him, that, you know, he saw me in pain over there. And then, I mean, he stayed in coach. He didn't go with me to the hospital. I remember that. So. <laughs> yeah, thanks, coach. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. Right? Coach, I don't want you to leave. <laughs> Stay with the team. Yeah. Did, did you guys yeah. win? We we won that game. We lost the tournament. So I didn't miss right. a, a whole lot of baseball. But definitely yeah. put a little uh, damper that on the sucks. whole weekend. All right. Thanks, Dave. So I was when I was in high school, I had to chaperone a dance for uh, the eighth grade dance at my grade school. And so there was a dance circle and I'm supposed to be chaperoning. Right. So I go to join said dance circle and I wanted to enter the circle in grand fashion. So I do. Oh, no. I do a somersault into the circle. <laughs> OK. At the same time, a kid who's probably in seventh or eighth grade is coming in from the other side and I kicked him square in the face. <laughs> I mean, you were how old? I was in high school. I was probably like seventeen <laughs> years old or something like that. I, I mean, I, I, I don't think I knocked a kid out or anything, but I mean, I just flat out kicked this kid straight in the face. Now, this is not a celebratory moment, but I was quite happy when this happened. And uh, after it happened, Casey and I both weren't happy. 
This was in uh, St. Martin. I was actually thinking of this last night as I was laying down going to sleep. We were on a catamaran. This is bizarre. You were just thinking about this. Uh-huh. We were on a, All of us were on a catamaran. And, of course, catamaran has netting that you can lay on. Yeah. And have the ocean zipping by underneath you, beautiful skies, everything. And it's also flexible, kind of like a trampoline. So <laughs> Casey's laying on it. And I'm like... I can do a somersault onto this thing. Oh. So I just dove. Yeah. And I did a somersault. And as I come all the way around, our heads connect. Oh. Bang, man. It hurt bad. Oh. Yes. Dude, oh, it man. hurts. I saw stars. Oh. I almost got knocked out. And it just, the moment of happiness ended right there. Yeah. I ruined the rest of my night. I had a slamming headache the rest of the night. I was just When you see headbutts in movies. Yeah. Stop and think about what that yeah, yeah. that becomes like. That's my defensive thing. My headbutt. It hurts. I had no idea it was coming. I still I had bad about zero that. clue. It was dark out. I was just laying there, and then next thing I know, I'm just I just see stars like straight up, like out of a Looney Tunes yep. cartoon. Yep. Sorry, man. It's I, that's all right, man. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, I'm gonna go to <laughs> Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. What's going on? Yo, buddy. Wanting to hear your story. What is it? Yeah, well, I was going to say, you guys ain't going to hang up on me like you did last time, if you remember, right? No? Okay. I don't know. Just no, by the name know. Jimmy, yeah, yeah. I don't remember. You'd have to oh, give me more details Jimmy? on that. But you're on thin yeah. ice right now. Yes, yeah, so get to it. going to remember Jimmy. All right, so real quick story. Oh, oh, oh no. Are you kidding me? I don't know what happened. Oh, oh my God. You're such a Damn it. Actually... I want to hear his story, yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. It call involves <laughs> call back. It involves a horseshoe. I, Casey just looked at me. and he, he points like like hang up, and I'm like, how can I not? Jimmy, we love you, Jimmy. We're Jimmy, just call back. We'll give you something. Preston, go go to. Uh... I'm going to go to Morgan. Okay, all right, because this this sounds outstanding, Jimmy. At call back, we were just we were just funning you. I'm going to go to Morgan. Hi, Morgan. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? All right, Morgan. You were celebrating oh. something. Oh, this was the most embarrassing, one of the most embarrassing stories of my life that everyone I ever meet gets to hear. <laughs> so this is Labor Day weekend. Um, my husband and my my family, my, my kids, my husband, and all his buddies essentially from the Air Force were up in a, a Boy Scout camp, cabin in the Poconos. And um, we had chili that night for dinner. Uh <laughs> Kids are in bed, and we're all pretty hammered, and someone lights a fart, <laughs> and the place goes wild. We're jumping up in celebration, and everything's just wonderful, except the ground's not where I left it. <laughs> and I come down and wedge my arm between in my folding chair, oh. fall on top of it, and snap my left arm. Oh. Oh. You broke your arm celebrating a fart? A lit fart. Yeah. A lit fart. Yeah. A lit fart. Kathy. Yep. Who would celebrate that? Oh, my God, Morgan. Yeah. Well, why? Wait. Why would you celebrate? That's Kathy <laughs> celebrating a lit fart. Uh, First time I ever got to see one, it was worth celebrating. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. I know, I know. And same with Kathy. This sound effect is yeah. Kathy. So Casey farts. You'll hear Casey fart. He is up on the I... console in the old studio. I think, Preston, you were holding the lighter and lit the fart. And, and, but I didn't know that this was like like you could actually see do a, this. a blue flame in KC. Yeah. This is the sound. Yeah! <laughs> Kathy, imagine that. that you broke your arm right then. <laughs> By the way, leading up to that, Morgan, we, that's hilarious. We had sort of like a system. Like, do you feel one coming on? Yeah. And we, you know, we had like the siren. Let's oh, go. God. Let's do. It. <laughs> 
He was in the middle of a commercial stop set. We stopped the commercials. Morgan, thank you. (laughs) You jumped up on the console and threw your legs over your head. (laughs) Okay. Jimmy called back in. All right, right, Jimmy. Jimmy. We're going to go to Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. You guys did it to me. I did it. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? What? Hey, Casey, you're a pussy for not high-fiving your brother. You know that? (laughs) He knows. He knows. Oh, 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 my God. Did you just hang up on him again? Dude. Jimmy, call back. I got something for you, bro. You going to give him something? Casey just did that. I really wanted We're running out of time. I know. I wanted to hear his story. This is Jimmy's story. (laughs) Can you go to Nikki Preston? (sighs) Yeah. Uh, Hang on a second here. Hi, uh, Nikki. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hey, what's up, Nikki? Uh, not too much. Um, so when I was younger, like 20s, I worked at a camp for blind children at the beach. So like every first day of the summer, we would all run down to the beach and get in the water. And I go and the water like makes like a swallow. So like there's no water there. And I hit the ground. My shoulder dislocates. Meanwhile, I have 15 campers around me, a lifeguard staring at me like, what the heck is wrong with this girl? And and all the kids are blind around you? Yeah, they're um, visually impaired and totally blind. So it's like some of them can see. I have some assistance, but like, it's just me and my shoulders hanging out. (sighs) And ever since then, I can sneeze and my shoulder just comes out. Oh, my God. Just by sneezing. (laughs) Sneezing. See, how bad? It's not that bad for you, Preston, right? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. No. Like, I wake up and my shoulder's out because I, like, put my arm over, like, my pillow. Oh. And, like, I moved wrong. Like, it's terrible. That I, think you, sucks. I think you need surgery, Nikki. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I probably do. <laughs> All right. Thanks for your call. Appreciate it. Okay. Um, I want to go to Alex. Hi, uh, Alex. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How y'all doing? Good. What's up, Alex? So, when I was in about fifth grade i was in daycare and my dad came to pick me up i was so excited to see my dad i think that we were going on a trip okay and i was so excited i didn't see a dumpster lid was hanging open (laughs) oh no and i turned around and whacked right into the dumpster lid and broke my nose oh man dude so you're you're here you are just excited as all get out and bang yeah Oh, that sucks. Yeah, because it kills it. Yes, you go. Uh, you hang a complete one eighty in the joy I factor. Did, I couldn't even make up a story about how I broke my nose. <laughs> it just ran into a dumpster lid. Nice. All right, thanks, Alex. Thank okay, you. don't hang up on Jimmy this time. All right, time. Preston. Don't. Hang All right, up let on. me go to him. All right, Jimmy. Wow, guys. <laughs> Jimmy, <laughs> I'm going to make sure your story gets through. You go ahead. And we have something for well, your efforts, by the way. I don't even know if my story's going to be funny. <laughs> it doesn't matter at this point. <laughs> All right, so let me get this out real quick. Right. I'm, I'm at work, guys. No. All right, so um, <laughs> long ago, my father used to play horseshoes, and we were in a backyard tournament, you know, for you know a little bit of money or whatever. And my dad had another horseshoe in his hand. Well, he threw the uh, the winning, you know, goal. Ring. Yep, the ringer. The, the ringer. He got the ringer. And he was so excited, he threw his hands up like I'm the man, and he accidentally let go of one of the horseshoes. <laughs> oh, God. This happened so quickly that when I went over there to, you know, to high-five him or whatever, <laughs> yeah. that freaking thing hit me right in square in the head. Oh, it hit you God. in the head? Yeah, it was like we lost track of it. At least I lost track of where it went. Uh-huh. But it went right in my forehead. 
Oh, my God. And Jimmy oh, hasn't been the same I since. <laughs> wow. Wow. We're okay. Are you okay? It's as funny as getting hung up three times from a radio station. <laughs> <laughs> and you made it through, though. That's yeah. cool. What are we? You have so something? It wasn't really a celebration, but getting hung up again for the third time, I threw my hat down and I threw out my back. Jimmy, we're going to take care of you. We're going to give you a $50 gift certificate to Arnold's Family Fun Center, okay? All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> All right, hang on. We'll get your information and we'll set you up. It reminded me his story, though, of his dad throwing the uh, the horseshoe up in the air. Um, Chris Novoselic from uh, oh, Nirvana. Yeah. They were on MTV. Might have been at the uh, Video Music Awards. I'm it not was. sure. And it's at the end of the song. They're they're doing the big, you know, what we call in rock the trash can ending. They're just, you know, just banging on everything. And he throws his bass up in the air really high up. He loses it in the lights. It comes down square on the top of his head. The body of the base. Oh, yep. man. And I I believe, I don't remember, but I think he was bleeding from the head. He opened that. up a gash on his head, yeah. yeah. And that guy was the end of the song. Yeah. It was the ass. And yeah, it was over. <laughs> yeah, because that could have uh, been a, a downer in the middle of the song. All right, anyhow, um, some interesting stories. <laughs> and yeah, it, even, it happens to the greats. Uh, so Cody Bellinger... The Dodgers hit a home run, celebrating, and th- dislocated his shoulder in the celebration part of <laughs> right. it after he ran the bases and everything. So when you get really excited, just be aware of your surroundings. Or don't get excited. Or don't get excited. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. In some places, Wendy's is not selling hamburgers. They've taken them off the menu. Because of the shortage? Because of a beef shortage, potential beef shortage. Actually, yeah, uh, grocery stores Costco, Kroger, they've announced limited stocks of beef. Um, and it's because, you know, there's been some... Um, like meat packing plants and some and, flare ups, uh, yeah. Where they've had, they, yeah, they've had to shut way down. Well, two of the main <clears throat> meat packing plants um, had they had yeah, like I, I don't want to give the the wrong number, but it was something like fifty or sixty percent. Um, they were down to as far as the workforce goes. A lot of their workers were out with coronavirus. So beef shortages were reported at Wendy's and locations in California, South Carolina, and Kentucky on Monday. Um, uh, it, but, however, Chicago, in a Chicago Wendy's, the Baconator bacon cheeseburger was still available to yeah. order, so you can it's, still get that. It's regional. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, it's, uh, yeah. and they've, they've, uh, they've mandated that the plants need to stay open, and they're, they're apparently working with uh, the systems. I have to say, Wendy's. Well, what do you order? I order the salads. I was going to say, what do you, what do you get? Oh. You pull up to Wendy's, there's no burger. What are you going to order? I'll tell you what I get. Yeah. I get the chili. Do you really? The chili. Yeah. I, like the chili. I never, I virtually never. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time I got a Wendy's burger. I will get you right. The, the, the chicken garden salad. Mm-hmm. Okay. And their, by the way, the breadsticks are awesome. But the, uh, um, and the chili. 
they baked potatoes too. I believe yeah, at least they, they used to. Yeah, they we do. used to get those. I don't know yeah. if they do and anymore, but when I was younger, we used to always get the baked potatoes there and the ice cream dessert. Yeah, I would get yeah, the, the I would get the uh, the, the baked potato and pour the chili on that. That sounds good. Too. You savage! I, I listen. I rarely get the burger at, at uh, Wendy's. I usually oh. get the spicy chicken sandwich yes. when I go. Yeah. It, okay. So that's a kick-ass chicken sandwich too. Oh my uh-huh. god! We're, we're gonna open up the floor. Happy days are here. We're gonna open up the floor to this. What item? On the menu of a restaurant, a fast food restaurant, that is its main, its main thing. Wendy's is burgers. That's it. That's the bread and butter. Yeah. The bread and butter is burgers. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what do you order? What would you order that is not the main thing? What at, at Arby's besides roast beef? What what is your go to? Oh. McDonald's besides burgers? What is your go to? I can hit every one of them. Yeah. Chick fil A besides chicken. What do you go to? Do they even sell anything? That's chicken? a good question. <laughs> I don't Price know. Price. Let's find out. Arby's you mentioned. Yes. Arby's deli sandwiches. Yeah. Far, I mean, listen. Carter I, had a Reuben the other day. I love the roast yeah. beef, but their mm-hmm. deli sandwiches are great. Yep, Kath. So if I ever get fast food, I will. I, I never order the burger. Even like you said, I didn't really didn't even know Wendy's was known for their burger. I mean, now that you say that, okay, I know the commercials. Yeah, it's and called stuff like old that. fashioned burgers, and where's the beef and all this? Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but I've never had. I don't think I could probably say I've never had a burger from uh, Wendy's or McDonald's. Or Burger King. Like what? McDonald's. You've never had a burger from McDonald's? Uh-huh. No. What's wrong with you? The no. burgers are actually better what these days. When I was in high school, I used there. to get like a this like weirdo veggie <laughs> burger, which really wasn't a burger. It was just vegetables <sighs> on a bun. I've got to sit down. I, know, I don't. I, my mind, my head is spinning. I've got to sit so down. I, I do like meat, but uh, I would more so prefer chicken in any that, situation. So I think that that's like what it stems from. I always would get as a kid like chicken nuggets or the chicken sandwich. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't Dare know I that say, I've ever had a McDonald's burger. That's un-American. Yeah. That's un-American. She's a communist puppet. Yeah. Uh, um, I can tell you who has the best chicken nuggets, but... Who has the it. best chicken nuggets? Well, Chick-fil-A, but other than Chick-fil-A, I would say, at least from what I remember as a kid, I don't know what it currently is, because I don't really go that often, but Wendy's. Nick, okay. Yeah. Okay. Kathy, up. I worked at uh, McDonald's for four years. During the entire time that I worked there, never had one burger, didn't have a Big Mac, quarter pounder with cheese. The entire time, I always defaulted to the chicken sandwiches or the nuggets. Steve, the chicken salad that they used to sell at McDonald's was really good. And uh, just getting back to Wendy's real quick, uh, one thing that they should bring back, the Super Bar. The, I loved the Super Bar that they had at, at, you could at, get at pasta. Wendy's. You could get pasta. You could get the – they would take well, the buns and make now. garlic bread out of it. See, my issue, the Wend- Wendy's burgers are good, but they're – a billion calories. I mean, they, they, they're they're because they're good. They're yeah. good. They're they're just. Fo- I mean, that's what about KFC? I mean, what do you or, what do you eat, have besides chicken? There, Honestly, well, the that, potato wedges. That's a secondary item. Like there's something else besides. That's I went into KFC. There's and nothing I asked, else. There's nothing I asked else. If they had anything on the menu that wasn't fried, and they reminded me that the name of the restaurant was Kentucky Fried Chicken, <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah. There is they nothing, have- Nick, a KFC approximating <laughs> a salad. Of, there is nothing. No. Nothing other than pickles. I mean, I appreciate gr- your, your desire for lower calories. Steve, and they're, and they're, like any of these places that you go to, that's not why you're going no, to those no. places. And they know that. And, you're, they, and they, he was right to chide you. Yeah. Like, and take you out and point to the fried and the Kentucky Fried Chicken. Actually, at KSC, when I was in high school, they had a, uh, a chocolate parfait. Mm. And that I would get all the time and not get any, any sort of chicken or fried items. I would just go there for the parfait. Marissa? I've learned all the secret items at all of these restaurants. And one of my favorites I've gotten recently is I went 
to Boston Market just to get mac and cheese. Okay, you like their, right. they like their mac and their cheese. Their mac and cheese is really good. It's and like then, little kid mac and cheese. Yeah, they're, it's they're, like really cheesy and it's like super duper orange colored. Yep. Yellow, yeah, back when there were, used to be uh, sit in. Um, pizza Huts, we would go there just to get the breadsticks and not even get pizza. Those are good. Yeah, they are. Kath? Uh, just out of college when I was working at NBC 10, uh, a friend and I, we would drive down City Avenue and we would go to Kentucky Fried Chicken for the potato wedges that Casey mentioned before. But I will say, I've never had chicken from KFC. But you've had the potato wedges. They're good, I've had aren't the they? Potato wedges. We, that's what we would drive down. All I have for. to say to you is, dust for done, you comrade. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't get, ne, never had a burger from McDonald's. Never had chicken from Kentucky Fried Chicken. But you've eaten other things at these restaurants. These are give what our best these to are, Putin. Yeah, these are what they're known for. These are exactly, and that's but that's the, the point know. of this conversation. What All right, you, would you order that is not the main fare and not necessarily a side dish? You, I can get going to McDonald's and just getting fries. But they're known for burgers, and you've never had a hamburger there. You always get the chicken. Interesting. I have a classic oh, yeah. one. Okay. Uh, Jack's, Jack in the Box. Yeah. Had, maybe they still have the most kick-ass tacos. Yes. No, they were kidding. awesome. They had, it was called the Super Taco, and I used to get it all the time, and it was weird because it was like all mushed together. Yeah. It, technically, it wouldn't be considered a great taco, but no. I loved them. I don't know what it was. It was just it. And and you looked forward to it, yes. and nothing could stop you. It's like Harold and Kumar level commitment to getting those tacos, and that's a burger joint, yeah. exactly. So uh, they did. They would sell chicken sandwiches at uh, at. Speaking of Harold and Kumar at White it, Castle, yeah. but I never no, had them. Never. No. I was what's there for the, some uh, serious burger action. What's the off menu item at a Taco Bell? I don't know. No, I have awesome. had tacos from Taco Bell. I've there you go. Okay. Yes, because <laughs> you are an American. Right. Um, Nick, Mexican-American. To, <laughs> to answer your question, Nick, uh, they, they do have sides that would, like, so they now have the fries. At Taco Bell has oh. French fries, which, you know, I don't know like, what the point of that is, but. Are they good? Um, they're, they're serviceable. They're, they're, you know. You dip them in the, in the, in the, in the cheese. Of all of the French fries in all fast foods is probably the, the worst, but, uh, you know. Yeah. It's like they say, like, even bad pizza is okay. Right. Uh, let me go to some calls. <laughs> Something that is not the main item. I will go to Will. Hi, Will. Good morning. Will, are you, oh, wait, no. Let's try it again. Now we can hear you, Will. How you doing, man? Good. You guys rock. Thanks, oh. I appreciate it. All right. What, uh, what restaurant? So at Arby's, the if they don't have the beef and cheddar, which is always my go-to, mm-hmm. um, uh, I will get the market fresh sandwiches because they're really they're really good, especially their turkey club. Oh yeah, uh, their chicken salad. Like they're they are like when they first came out, you know, and they were talking about how like they used to have it, like how fresh they were and all that. I said, sure, I have to try it um, because I don't normally eat fast food, but when I do it, it is Arby's. So I tried it, and they are. Really good. They were never, you know, for what you paid for, they were always a really good uh, sandwich. So we yeah. were, we were working at, uh, well, we were working at Y100, Preston, you remember, and there was an Arby's up the street. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they first came out with that stuff, and yeah. we went, and that became a go-to all the time when we went for lunch. Yeah, those are, yeah, that's, that, that's a good follow absolutely good follow-up. All right, uh, let me go to, all right, so speaking of Wendy's, Wendy's is not, in some locations, not selling burgers because of a uh, beef shortage. Uh, so what, what do you get? I mean, that's, yeah. that's what they're known for. I'm going to go to, uh, Jen. Hi, Jen. Good morning. Good you morning. Good you morning, Jen. <laughs> What's up? 
Hey, so I actually, I do not like Wendy's burgers. I don't know what it is. Kathy, I am an American, and I prefer the McDonald's burgers. <laughs> but, um, I really like, they have like a spicy chicken Asiago sandwich. Ooh. We can get it grilled, regular, or spicy, and I like I like the spicy chicken. So okay. that's my usual go-to. And I also, you, you can't go to Wendy's without getting a Frosty. Yeah, the Frosty, the by the way, and I've said this many times, time and it's it's been my personal journey, my life journey, uh, when they used to market it as an option to a milkshake, and I remember having a full-blown cerebral hemorrhage <laughs> trying to suck that to a straw until I realized, no, 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 this is a dessert, and it's a hell of a dessert. Wendy's was the first place I remember that ever offered a grilled chicken option uh, because before that, all were, you know, fried battered chicken breasts of mm-hmm. some yeah. type. But, uh, but they, yeah, they were the first to come out. It had honey mustard on it, yeah. lettuce and tomato. I loved it. Good stuff. Uh, so that's still uh, a follow-up. Nick? Preston, um, you mentioned you know the beef shortage at Wendy's. Will that affect their ability to serve the chili as well? I don't know. I, uh, I It might have meat in it. Yeah. I'm, um, they fact, that's pretty, I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah, It's a right. meat-based chili. I mean, they may yeah. sell a veggie version of it, but um, and I love their chili too, but I don't know if this burger shortage or beef chili? shortage... Uh, yeah, no, you're right, Case. Maybe it is a turkey chili. I don't know. Uh, all right, so what is a place that's known for something, but you order something else? I'm going to go to Pat. Hey, Pat, good morning. Good morning, Gazooks. Gazooks, what's up, bud? Uh, first time call here. Uh, actually, if you guys go to Dairy Queen, uh, their burgers and chicken strips and chicken sandwiches are amazing. Okay. Dairy Queen? Dairy Queen? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They used to, there are some of them that, that serve hot food, and uh, they used to be called a Dairy Queen Brazier back in the day. Like Braze. John Brazier? Yeah, exactly. And those had a grill. And, huh. and there was one from my high school that was down the street, and we, we were allowed to leave for lunch, and so we would go down to Dairy Queen and get burgers. For a while, um, I'll have to check that out. For a while, Thanks, Rita's was selling Nathan's hot dogs. Uh, yes. Yes. I remember that. And uh, obviously, we know Nathan's. They're great. So it's yeah. not like it was their their own thing, but it was something that they sold. A lot of people don't know and, that. And Brewster's, too, right, Steve? Weren't, weren't Brewster's and Nathan's right next to each other first? That was it. That was yeah. another one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I, was, I, I had a good one. I can't remember. What, what about, like, Roy Rogers? I never really cared for their... Cause they their were Clams known. Casino. Oh, my <laughs> God. Were they more known for their roast beef sandwiches or their burgers? The roast beef, but I love their burgers. Okay. The roast beef was... I, of the I two, like the of the beef. Roy Rogers and Arby's... I prefer the Arby's roast beef. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever gone to Roy Rogers. Are they really? still around? I don't What's know, it I like think... in St. Petersburg? Well, no, <laughs> I think maybe maybe I didn't have one near me growing up. I don't know. The most most of think, the yeah. Roy Rogers or what what was the one that converted to uh, Hardee's, like they were the, I think it's the same parent company. There right, was, there was some Roy Rogers along the Turnpike for oh, a stretch, and I dug Hardee's. Mm. Here is what I was going to ask. Let's take the uh, the cheesesteak joints, uh, the ones that are absolutely, positively known for, yeah. and that's what you get. Talking Pat's, Gino's, yeah. Jim's, whatever you wanted, Tony Luke's, whatever it is. Do, do you go there and order something else? Does does Pat's even offer anything? But and chicken well, cheesesteaks don't count. Okay, okay. Well, just, chicken cheesesteaks don't. Yeah, count. That's what I was going to go to because yeah. that's my yeah. go-to. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, I go to. I prefer Pat's over Gino's, not because of the steaks, but because I, I think Pat's fries are better. So I Pat's think. Cheated. <laughs> yeah. I think Pat's and Gino's steaks are very, very comparable and 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 very similar. But I just think that Pat's fries are superior. That's why I go to Pat's over Gino's. Okay, uh, let me go to Dave. Hey, Dave. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Puds. Hey, what's <laughs> up, Puds? <laughs> and a special good morning to Mrs. Stalin. 
forget that. Uh, Mr. Mrs. Stalin. Stalin. <laughs> Go Mrs. ahead. Mrs. Stalin. All right, Dave. Not so much a restaurant, but Royal Farms, which is like a, a Wawa or a Sheets. Yeah. They'll have this fried chicken that is out of this world. Yeah, but that's what they're known for. I mean, that, they that's, are. that's kind of their calling card. In fact, and, the, the, the one by me, Harleysville, uh, the Lansdale exit off the Northeast Extension, has, a yeah, yeah, it's got a giant rooster out in front of it. They're known so much for their chicken. Don't they have burgers as well? They got a lot of stuff, don't they, Dave? Do they have burgers, Dave? They, do. they have a lot of stuff. Yeah, they have everything. They have They offer all kinds of sandwiches and everything. I think and their burgers Rogers, are... The Go double ahead. R burger. The double yeah. R burger. burger with the ham on top of it. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, ham on your burger. Right. Okay. All right, thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. I went into a Royal Farms once, and I ordered... They did have, like, um, different varieties of chicken bites, uh, like buffalo and uh, blue cheese and, I mean, not sauces. I mean, they were made in Made in it. I love yeah. buffalo chicken. Um, and that's the only time mm. I went there, but they did have a bunch of different Could options. Could you do me a favor and go to Ryan? I've never heard of this, Preston. Yes, on line four? Yeah. All right, let me go to him. Hey, Ryan, good morning. Hey, how's it going? Good. What's up, bud? Um, yeah, I mean, they've had this forever, you know, since they've been open. Nothing new because of the trends and stuff. But uh, Chick-fil-A has a, a vegetarian wrap. A veggie wrap at Chick-fil-A? I've never seen that. Yeah, and it's actually, it's got corn in it. It's actually very good. It's very southern. It's like uh, maybe... We got corn. Like food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is it worth, it's worth the damn. It really is. It's okay? Yeah, it's, it's, it honestly is. It's very okay. It's, it's the only bad part about it. It's, it's a little chilled, you know. They keep it in the fridge, so... Mm. The corn is a little chilled, you know. It tastes like I it. hate chilled corn on my veggie wrap. Right. Uh, well, his endorsement was, "It's it's very okay." <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> it's very okay. Hi, I'm Ronald Reagan. Uh, here it's is very okay. We've got Pat's menu up here. Pat's steaks, and yeah, they have hot dogs. Uh, they've got a fish cake. Do you imagine going to Pat's and standing in line yeah. with everybody else and getting up to the window and yeah. then ordering a hot dog? Well, the fear you have of not ordering correctly and then you order something so off the yeah. beaten path. Yeah, <laughs> a hot dog. Yeah, get this douchebag a crab cake. Um, you get nervous. You don't know what to say. I'll just have a hot dog. Of something that I don't know if it exists. We've talked about it many times. And I, I said, you know, the, the Ronald Reagan, you know, Yumbo connection. But the Yumbo at Burger King used to be a sensational sandwich. Yeah. And um, was that, I, I don't even know what that. that that was Canadian ham. Right? Yeah, okay. well, it was all, it was, you could get it any time. Okay. But it was Canadian ham and egg, and, and it was uh, it was really well done. I think it was on a croissant. Uh, hang on here. Carrie wants to comment on the, the hot dogs at Pat's. Hi, Carrie. Good morning. Hey, how are you? Good. What's up, bitches? Yay, bitch. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, my girlfriend, um, it, it took me a long time until she would even eat a thick cheesesteak, um, but she doesn't eat beef, and we went to Pat's one time, and... She was like, yeah, I want to get a hot dog. And I was like, she doesn't yeah, eat beef, gonna... but she eats hot dogs? Yeah. It's strange. Yeah, okay. exactly. Um, but uh, I was like, you have to order it. I can't, I can't bring myself to order a hot dog at Pets. Yeah. And how was it? She loves it. She okay. craves it. Like, occasionally we'll have to go down just so she can get a hot dog there. Wow. Yeah. All right. That's interesting. My friend used to, uh, with that uh, hot dog stand that I used to go to all the time uh, last day, my friend used to get the um, meatball sandwiches there. And I'm like, why? They got the best hot dogs in the world here. Right? What are you having? You go to a hot dog joint and get a meatball sandwich? I don't know. You're out of your mind. Yeah. I hate you. Uh, (laughs) Let me go to to Paul. Hi, Paul. Good morning. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right. So we're talking about Wendy's is uh, in some locations there. 
not serving hamburgers because of a beef shortage. So what do you order? And what, what place do you go to that is known, absolutely known for one thing, and you order something else? What is it? Yeah, so I'll go down to Tony Luke's, even in the stadium when I go to a Phillies game, and I'm not ordering a cheesesteak. I always wait for the roast pork with provolone and broccoli rabe. Okay. That's a, better that's a standard sandwich. A that's what they're no, uh, That's part of their thing. People love that sandwich. Yeah, I've never had it. Yeah. Uh, thanks, yeah, Paul. fantastic. I went to Tony Luke's one time when I was a vegetarian in my 20s, and I got a um, mushroom and cheese sandwich on a long roll. Okay. And, you know, Marissa's that, smiling. Yeah. <laughs> You've done the that same wasn't. thing? It was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it was delicious. It was delicious. Thank you, Fjord. I'm this many years old. Uh, uh, where where was that? That was at Tony Luke's. At Tony Luke's, and you got mushroom and cheese? Mushroom and cheese. This is in your vegetarian days? Yeah, so okay. it was probably my early 20s. Okay. Uh, let me see. All right, the, Katie's been on hold for a long time. I don't know if this qualifies or not, but we'll go ahead. Hi, Katie. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hey, Katie. What's up? All right, so I originally told Marissa the Mexican pizza at Taco Bell with grilled chicken. Yes. But- but I my definite go to during the season is chicken tortilla soup at Chick Fil A. Oh, what? I've had it. I've never. I, I didn't yeah. even know they had it. Yeah, it's good. Chicken tortilla soup at Chick Fil A. It's, it's slightly spicy, but it's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Um, and uh, I I don't know why I ordered it. I I wanted something different. I guess maybe we'd been to Chick Fil A a few times. I'm like, I want to try something different on the menu, and I ordered that. It was good. Mm-hmm. Do you know right. what I have Thanks, a, Katie? an affinity for now and then if you're on a, uh, the highway rest stops? If it's sort of the generic burger in, in the Reynolds wrap that has been cooked in... Oh, it's like been boiled or boiled. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, clear, it's cereal held together by little bits of meat. For some reason, and I, it must be because you're usually taking a long road trip. Yeah, listen, it's there, such a spot hitter. There are times, and and I like I like well prepared food. Yeah, I, 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 and and it's great. But every now and then, just like a like a Mickey D's cheese cheeseburger, so is good. exactly what I need. Yeah, and I'll get two of them. They're small. You can you know you can just and then you go what? inhale them and and uh, now if you have them too often, then you're like this is garbage. You know, what I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that about any food. <laughs> If you eat it, if you eat it too much, you're like, I'm, I need something else, you know. But yeah, I there know was, what you're saying. There was a stretch where they served soup at McDonald's. Do you guys remember that? I no. do remember that. Yeah, and and uh, I think it was just Campbell's soup, to be honest. And I think that you know they had a, like a co-branding thing, but I don't think they do that anymore. I haven't seen it advertised for a while. Nick, I know this is a secondary item, but I know a lot of people who would go just to McDonald's only for their Sundays. For their, their, good. their ice cream, yeah. They're good, yeah. The hot fudge sundae with yeah. nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let me go to... He's a company man. Let me go to Casey. Hi, Casey. Good morning. Is Hi. this Casey? Tracy? Tracy. Oh, Tracy. All right, you're on the air, Tracy. Go ahead. Hi, I was just calling about Friendly's. Yeah. yeah. So I go to Friendly's and I'll get some takeout just for their hot dogs. Just for the hot dogs. I love Friendly's. I love um, Friendly's does that thing that we talked about. They they toast. Um, they they didn't use uh, for their burgers buns. They used like uh, thick slices of regular bread. Right. That they would toast and then butter the inside of yeah. the bread, and that butter. just made the burger taste that much that's better. What they, that's what they do with the hot dogs too. Yeah. The hot it's a, dog roll is the bread in half toasted with butter. Sounds, sounds good. good. And okay. by the way, Thanks, I think Tracy. more places need to use that New England style bun uh, for hot dogs. You guys know what I'm talking with about? With the thick accent. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, no, you're talking. It looks. It kind of looks like a um, almost like a folded up piece of bread, basically. Yeah, but it's. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those are good. Chris, um, is there anything regionally that we don't have here that you have that is fast food that just never made its way past the uh, uh, Mississippi? Yeah, toasted ravioli. That's oh. a. That's a. Oh. I, I meant like an actual restaurant, not not an not an item. Toast oh, ravioli, oh, an item. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean uh, Jack in the Box, uh, Hardee's. Those were those are regulars where I lived. And... Did you have Carols? No, didn't have okay. Carols. Uh, Carl's Junior. Lions. Carl's we Jr. didn't have Carls Junior. No, uh, Lions Choice roast beef. Because um... now we have a Freddy's, and that was a Midwest chain, and you have one near you. Yeah, it's not really? bad. That, I'd never had that before. I was yeah. not familiar with it. What's that, Kath? Where's Freddy's? There is. Uh, Casey knows a couple in Delaware County. There's one wow. by me in Hatfield, uh, right by Lowe's. Sorry, uh, Kath, by... there aren't any in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, can you make us toasted ravioli? That sounds so good. Uh, yeah, you know what? I could uh, I, I could actually order some from uh, Emos and have I've it, had it shipped out. Yeah, it's it's breaded, it's meat filled ravioli, Kathy. Oh. It's good. It's breaded and then it's fried and then you dip mm. it in marinara and it's like an appetizer. So okay. you don't you don't eat it with a fork. Eat it with your hands and you, right. and okay, you just you know it's that type of thing. It sounds so a lot like a like a Mata baby. What's it? no? I'm not going <laughs> to say it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. You ever had a ball sex or yummy? Yeah. What? He is dying right now. I can. I love being able to see him from home. He's dying. How long Killed ago did himself. you start thinking about throwing that out there? Uh, I heard it. <laughs> it was yesterday. What, what was it on? I heard it at dinner on Sunday, and I was dying laughing. I was oh, like, it's I, "America's Funniest Home no, Videos." No, no. And then it was on America's Funniest Home Videos. I heard it at the dinner table. I was like, "I am going to use this. I'm going to use this on the show first thing Monday morning." And then Monday wasn't the right day to do it. And then, uh, but I saw it on America's Funniest Home Videos like an hour after I had heard it at the dinner table. I was like, man, they're going to think I stole it from that. This was meant to be. I'm surprised you haven't used it before, to be honest. It's been around for... I've never heard it before. Wow. And you invented the Moni Moni part. I did. (laughs) What's, uh... What's the what's the punchline? Well, you say what's the matter, baby, and then I don't know. However, you want to respond. Oh, you did, like, you, did you have one? Well, ready nothing, to go? nothing, baby. What's the matter with you? Okay, that's what you were going to hit me with. <laughs> it's like the sub dog. Yeah, yeah. it's been around for decades. What was the just... one? What was the one you tried that that is... get on dog? <laughs> what was it? Get on dog? Oh, what's yeah. get on dog? That's the one I made up, Nick. That's okay. horrible. What's <laughs> Ganon dog? That's terrible. What's oh, Ganon dog? What's Ganon dog? Yeah. <laughs> what was that? It was like the topic you came up for. Things that things that start with goo. goo. Mm-hmm. Listen, goo after yourself. Yeah. There's a guy named John Ionello who wants me to say that's as cool as broccoli, bro. And like that was basically he he asked me to say that, and that was going to essentially be my uh, Jim Jackson. Uh, jabroni line. That's uh, cool. Which did he give you this? Casey's holding a little piece of paper, a little printed piece of paper here, like a fortune cookie. I'm going to yeah. hold up you guys on FaceTime. This is okay. it. And it says on it, that's as cool as broccoli, bro, mm-hmm. John Ianello. You worked oh, it in. Casey, you should have waited and just threw it in there. I've been sitting on that for like three weeks, Kath. I, I owed that to him like three Fridays ago. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Okay. Oh, I think we've missed are... out on that for three weeks. Special human. <laughs> Thanks, Kathy. Uh, I'm going to go to... I'm gonna and go... they even... Most of them ride in special buses. We're, we're going to have to break here shortly. I'm going to go to Ryan. Hey, Ryan. How you doing, man? Hey, not bad. How about you do? Good. So, all right. What what place do you go to for something? They they are known for serving something else, but you buy this. 
Well, this is a good, like, 25 years ago. They don't do it anymore. But back in the day, the Home Depot used to have hot dogs stand out front. Yes. And their hot dogs were amazing. Does this count? I was in Home Depot about a week ago, and I found a hot dog on one of the aisles. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. How was it? Wait, it was okay. There was a few bites taken out of it. (laughs) Those stands aren't there anymore? Because I I would see, you know, if you go to, like, a Home Depot, you'd see construction workers. No, because... They, they, they now they've opened up Matter Babies right next door. <laughs> oh yeah, now, the one on Columbus Boulevard. At least a couple of um, uh, uh, Camp Out for Hungers ago had, and it's not even like it was a stand. I think it was like basically built into the front of the store, and they sold hot dogs and. Yeah, um, that's the way it used to be. Uh, it's it's not I'll, there anymore. I'll make a trip. I, I don't know. I mean, the Columbus Boulevard one. I'll have to make a special trip, maybe. We talked about like the Costco's and the BJ's that have nice. their um, their they've sort of upped their um, menu at their concession stands, and their the stuff yeah. is pretty good. It's actually really yeah. good, and it really and is. Since you and since you pay a membership to yeah. go there. It's really cheap. The, is it, food, the food is super duper cheap. I never noticed that. Yes, yeah, yeah. very much so. Huh. I mean, like uh, you, you look at what you're getting, the amount you're getting, and what you right. would pay somewhere else. It's super. Du- so for whatever you know, thirty five dollars a year or whatever you pay to be a member, if you go there and just buy lunch all the time, <laughs> it pays itself right back because you hmm. save so much money. That's pretty on funny. It. Yeah, yeah. We're getting a lot of texts that say the Home Depot still have those hot dog stands. And, okay. and so yeah. You, yeah, you see like contractors going in at lunchtime, and, and there'd be lines. That's how good they were. All right. There's some other uh, people uh, texting in Five Guys Burgers and Fries. This guy goes for their hot dogs instead. Huh. I love hot um, So, yeah, there are people that, that do that type of thing. All right, so, you know, you got fallback options, but right now, uh, some Wendy's locations are not serving hamburgers. So, you got to get like a chicken sandwich. Or, and some are still serving the baconator. That's the crazy world we live in. It is. All right, we need to take a break and come back in a moment. You're going to stay with us, right? Right. It's not like we need to say this, but we're going to do it anyway. 2020 pretty much sucked big, dirty, hairy moose balls. But if you really think about it, there were some good things. Like when you and the MMR family pulled together for Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, helping feed so many of our neighbors in need. Then there was the MMR Saturday Night Concert Series to help remind us how much we love live music. You came out and safely donated over 600 pints of blood. And you joined us as we presented the live-in at the Drive-In Concert Series with the Struts, Bert Kreischer, and others. All in all, Philadelphians did what we always do, kept our heads on straight and worked through it to see the light at the end of the tunnel that's not an oncoming train. Thank you for hanging through 2020 with us. And here's to a better 2021 from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. There's a gazillion lists on YouTube for whatever it may be. Movies, music, uh, sporting thing. Um, And a lot of them, uh, some of them I'll go check out and I'll be like, yeah, I'll kind of discount them right away. But this was an interesting category. Well, Um, since we're in a list mode, let's do it. Yes. And we had a bad taste from that list. Maybe this will reaffirm our faith in life. It is. The, no, no. Oh, really? No, no. Listen, that's it's a good list, but I think um, there were definitely some big time omissions. Okay, so it's the top twenty songs that have an acoustic guitar intro. Okay, so very specific. interesting. We once talked about uh, songs that have an acoustic uh, piano intro. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm curious to hear this. What did we come up with? Uh, there or, or an ending like like Wildfire that song. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and. Um, uh, Epic from Faith No More. Mm-hmm. There's a little piano yeah. outro on it, too. Layla. 
Layla. Layla. Layla. Layla. So uh, this is just from a, a YouTuber who right. came up with this list. So Casey jotted down the list. I don't know who this guy is, but Katie I thought Pye. it might be kind of fun for uh, for conversation. Uh, but to give you some examples, like number 20 is Free Fallen from uh, Tom Petty. Guitar. Love it. Beautiful, right? Iconic sound. Yeah. One of my favorite Petty songs. One of my favorite Petty videos. Uh, what's in the video? I don't remember. They're... they're, they're, they're the girls doing the um, the half the um, half pipe the um, She's skateboarding skateboarding yeah. okay yeah, I don't remember I have to go back and check that out but, uh, anyhow yeah that's a good one all right here's another one for you cats in the cradle it's a great song yeah I don't have the uh, the intro for that one it's the only intro at number three it's cats in the cradle about a bad father who then becomes a what, what, he's a bad father and then his son goes up and treats him like crap. I guess well, he had a not, lot of uh, He's a horrible person. He's abusive. It just talks about life getting in the way yeah. of those special relationships horrible people. that you should I listen, I think about that stuff. I'm yeah. like, you know, my daughter lately has been wanting to spend a little bit of time together and I'm like, I need to right. I need to make sure that Save I do it. that absolutely cuz it ain't going to last yeah. long. Well, he's don't gotta, let her leave your sight. <laughs> no, glom yes, onto her. <laughs> he's got another song called "Father and Son," which I love. It's a um, it's a regular on my on my playlist. It's, it seems to me that maybe he had uh, little issues with his own old man. Probably, yeah. And then he did "Daddy Sucks." Which was, <laughs> <laughs> my daddy sucks. So what, bad. What's a uh, taxi? Uh, is that that's a great one? song? That's a fantastic. And then song. he also did um, the. Um, the DJ of WOL. I don't know. Nick, can you look on the, on his um, uh, list of Harry Chapin songs? WKRP in Cincinnati. No, no, but it's a song that's sort of similar. Like, okay. but, but it's it's a. Um, I'm the more. I'm the. Wait, are we talking about Harry Chapin or yeah. Cat Stevens? Harry Chapin. Didn't Cat Stevens do the father and son song? He did, and Harry Chapin did Cats in the Cradle. I'm lost as to where no, we are. Uh, no, no, no. I messed up. I was the one who brought. Go figure. I was the one who took this train okay. uh, over to the other. You're tracks. talking about father and son, which I'm is a ta- great. It is a great, song. great Cat Stevens, Stevens song. song. It's, it's song. beautiful. It's Cat Stevens. Okay. Cats yes, in the cradle. It's not Harry Cats. Chapin. Cats in the cradle. Cat Stevens. Cats. Songs about yeah. dads and cats. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stevens. Yeah. yeah. Harry. Cradle. Yeah. Chapin. Okay, so let's just move along. Number 18 on this list is Salisbury Hill. Beautiful intro. Beautiful song. I would start off every song with an acoustic guitar, even a, even a thrash metal song. They, this I actually get a little choked up when he when he says, you know, you can keep my things and come to take me home. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, that's the most important thing. I'm going home. That's it. I don't care. The yeah. rest of this can stay behind. I don't even know what the whole story is about. Just give me yeah. my drum set. But... <laughs> Wait a minute. No, don't keep my things. Give me my drum set. Give me my drum set. I want my drum set, <laughs> yeah. and then I'm going to go home. And that's all cameras. I need. That's, that's all I need. Yeah. And then this And my GoPros. My GoPros, too. <laughs> yes, because I need to make drum yeah. videos. Yeah. Before I go home, I have to have those things. And this... I don't even... I've never taken the time to know what this song... To learn what this song is about. Does anybody know? I used to, and now I don't. I have no I know that idea. helps you greatly. Didn't he okay. used to uh, drive past Salisbury Hill, and he was inspired by it. Like, uh, Peter Gabriel was on a bus, and uh, maybe when he was with, with Genesis or whatever, but he would drive past this hill... Quite a bit. Um, Debella's talked about it in, in, on his show because it used to be. Well, let's tune over there right now. Maybe yeah. he's talking. Oh, he's on vacation. Oh, damn it! <laughs> but yes. anyhow, well, but what did you know about it, Nick? Uh, that it's just a, a story about the you know him growing up and, and being in this part of England where Salisbury okay. exists. Okay. Uh, so it's number eighteen on the list. Uh, number seventeen is number seventeen at number seventeen. I forgot we had number seventeen. <laughs> 
Uh, Maybe we can steal DeBella's numbers. These are so... (laughs) (laughs) I need a nine, an eight, and a three. These are songs that have acoustic guitar intros. Uh, Time in a Bottle. Jim Croce. Time in a Bottle. That dude was a great musician. Unbelievable. Yelko's own, right? Yeah, he is from here, right? Upper Darby, I believe. Uh, Pat Croce's cousin. Yeah. If I yeah. could get back to Delco, <laughs> the first thing that I'd like to what do... What should he do first thing he gets back to Delco? He's got to have a Charlie's cheeseburger. Yeah. And then smoke some pot out of a bench. <laughs> uh, it's a beautiful song. It is. Uh, all right, next is I Stay Away. Beautiful yeah. song. Yeah. God, this is one of my all-time favorites. And the video to it, this the, the claymation. This Terra Flies? This uh, album? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember the video. It was claymation? Yeah, and it's there's a circus involved, and there's a fire that starts, and it's 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 really wild. I love uh, the fact that Alice in Chains has been able to survive as a band, uh, but I miss Lean Staley when it comes to songs like this. Well, listen to his voice. Yeah. Now, he wouldn't be the same without Cantrell singing vocals. No, but it's very much missed. Or Ringo. Yeah, and uh, that's a beautiful song. I forget about this one. That, yeah. this one. This one gets me when you talk about um, certain parts of it. Just it's, We're watching the video now. Isn't this wild? Yeah, that's cool. It's just, And it's so moody. There was a time when videos would really capture, almost like reading the liner notes, yeah. you know, because I like help inform with the... Attitude is. I've never watched this video. Uh, this is um, okay. I've never seen this. Before. Yeah, go watch it. It's wow. Pretty cool. All right, then there's uh, number fifteen is Pinball Wizard. Mm-hmm. Now apparently this is, and I don't know much about uh, guitar. It's but about Harry Chapin's father. No, no, no. But <laughs> if you listen to it, it's like an F sharp the whole time. D. D sharp the whole time. It's D F sharp all the time. <laughs> I think it's Wait. D D sharp D. Okay, so he's just changing it slightly. Yeah. Uh, but adding a sharp in there. Um, but, yeah, but, but he probably is strumming a few different strings at a time to give it that different uh, that different feel. But see, a really cool version of this song is from, uh, you can find the video on YouTube from the uh, the Policeman's Other Ball. It's yeah. all just just um, Pete Townsend and an acoustic guitar, and he's doing the vocals as well. And he just I love those drums albums. the hell out of that guitar. Just absolutely Shreds it. You can't find... It's hard to find those albums now. Uh, you'll find separate songs, but that's a great performance. All right, here is a badass... The, and this is a list of acoustic guitar intros on songs. This is a badass acoustic guitar intro. Crazy on You from Heart. And this is Nancy playing this. I love this. This is an excellent piece of music right here. She is a top-level guitarist. She is. Love it. I want to hear a little bit of this. like this part right here. Excellent. So when I watched this video that this guy um, created, uh, he played all of the songs himself except for this song. This is the only song. Could he? Well, maybe not. I don't know. Or maybe he just creep. And it's weird because he didn't have this like number one, but I guess he paid, you know, has so much respect for it that uh, he put the live version of it. Uh, so crazy on you is number fourteen. This is on this just this guy's list, but there's I'm all right. I'm good with this. I stuff am so totally far. down with this yeah. list. Uh, Every one of these songs is a home run. Here, here is an outstanding song, "Fire and Rain," uh, from James Taylor. Wow! If you don't, this song makes me cry. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, especially when you know this was the first 
uh, James Taylor was the first artist signed to Apple Records. Yeah. The Beatles were huge fans. Yep. And, um, I mean, he's, I've seen him in concert many times. I saw him with, uh, Leibach and a couple of death metal, but no, no, he was just <laughs> Cannibal Corpse. Cannibal Corpse, yeah. uh, Five Finger Death Punch. There's uh, a scene in Cheers where uh, Cliff goes, uh, man, I've seen fire and I've seen rain. And Norm goes, Cliffy, everybody's seen fire and rain. Yeah. <laughs> Cliff goes, oh, never mind then. I've seen fire. He's a great guitar player, too. He does he the is. finger picking. He's, yeah. uh, he's excellent. Sweet Baby it. James is another one of my favorites. He's one of the greatest guests we've ever had on the show. Yeah. That, we had show. that ISDN line he yeah. performed for us. He, yeah. took, he took our requests, yeah. Yeah. which was yeah. pretty amazing. Yep. I uh, did an amazing version of Caroline on my mind one time. Karaoke version? Yeah, karaoke yeah, it was version. It was amazing. Yeah. We played it for him. He loved it, Yeah, actually. <laughs> uh, all right. And then, uh, speaking of the Beatles, how about this one? There you go. Mm. Here comes the sun. Yeah. One of the greatest love songs ever written, to be honest. No, wait. I'm thinking of uh, something. Never mind. You're, you're thinking... But still good. This yeah. is a beautiful song anyway. Beautiful. Uh, but this is a great... It's, it's a love song to the sun. Acoustic guitar. <laughs> you're so song. big. And you're so hot. You're 93 million miles away from Earth, and yet you keep us warm. Yep. All right, so... They changed the lyrics to what we know now. That's number 12. Bill Weston's in here. You want to add oh, anything, yeah. Man About Town? You're kind of hanging out in the oh, corner there with your mask I, I dangling. I love listening to these kind of nice eyebrows, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, that took two seconds. Oh, my God, they look like caterpillars up there. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm sorry, I was distracted. Kind of like Casey in any conversation. All right. No, I love conversations like this. Just listening and, yeah. you know, running through the list and hearing the, like, yeah. I agree. It was W-O-L-D. That's a good that, song, is it not? It's kind of like about the washed up DJ. Right. Who's yeah. uh, got a morning show in Pocatello, <laughs> Idaho. Right, yeah. Kind of wow. over the. Uh, but it is, it is sort of a tribute to radio. And, and And your connection to the, to the, to uh, the DJ is the okay. very difficult two letters I'm attempting to say. Is there anything that we haven't mentioned yet that you would say it has a great acoustic guitar intro to it? Just probably on the list. I have a hard time conceiving things without having you Hear say them, them first. Right, okay, right. 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 So I'll be. That, uh... That's the issue with lists like this. I could never put together a list like this because I would just be. I'd go into a loop and, yeah. and try to hash it out. So I've gone through others. this. I've gone through this list, and there were a couple, I think, omissions that uh, you know I wouldn't. I'm not going to mention until we get through the list. Right. But uh, but I think this list so far is, is uh, damn I'm, good. I'm down with it. And, yeah. and it's such a beautiful instrument when played, you know, properly. Uh, Casey had brought the list up to me yesterday, and I this is the one that I had mentioned, uh, which is number eleven on this list. And it's Roundabout from Yes. Uh, because I, I, I could play the beginning of it. This is the yeah. first part of this. You can't play start. the whole part. Oh my God! Before it starts really kicking in, no. Uh, this is a. I love. Yes, you and I are big into prog rock. Yep. And um, yeah, beautiful. Um, and uh, now I'm having a. You can Steve, play this. Steve Howe plays uh, uh, the guitar on this. Yeah, I can play this first part. By the way, Which, Steve Howe looks like he's out of Lord of the Rings. He does. <laughs> if you put he's him a mess. and Angus Young together, Forget it. you've got half of the cast of The Hobbit right That's right. There. All yeah. you need is a ring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is a fantastic song. And yes, one of the, one of the great uh, acoustic guitar intros. All right. How about we go to um, Simon and Garfunkel? Number 10. Number 10, it's Simon and Garfunkel. All right. What would you think it is without oh, me saying? I'm going to say, let me see if it's... It's acoustic guitar. Now, they... Was pretty much exclusive acoustic guitar, so it's kind of hard I to mean, say. I mean, probably one their be. biggest hint was Sound of Silence. 
Right, and I would definitely put that on there. But, or April Come She Will. But that's not, nope, it's not either one of those. Mm. Uh, it is. Then the, I'm after. It's this. I love I love Simon and Garfunkel and their uh, Central Park concert. Phenomenal. This is another one that you can put on a bunch of songs. This one, however, is like you got to be in the right frame of mind. Otherwise, yeah, like gonna, one of Nick's frat parties. You're gonna, <laughs> turn it up, boys. <laughs> you are going to nod yeah. off immediately. All right, so Scarborough Fair. Uh, number nine is from Zeppelin. Babe, I'm going to leave you. This is great. Beautiful, beautiful guitar intro from Jimmy Page. He doesn't say baby enough, though. Baby, baby, baby. Baby, baby. Babe. This is for an ad campaign for Pampers. Oh, I didn't. I didn't realize that. that was to stay dry. That was the motivation behind it. All right. Uh, how about this? Number eight is "Wish You Were Here." Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Especially after this is electric. So technically, this might not even be allowed. Are we going to allow it, judges? Yeah, we're going to allow it. We're going to allow it. Because the the actual acoustic part is as iconic as this processed part. And listen, so you hear him right before he starts the guitar part, you'll hear him sniff like that. So, because even he's crying how how beautiful it is. So he's listening to the playback. Here, listen closely. Hear it? Wow. That's it, yeah. The first time I ever heard David Gilmore. First time I ever heard the song was actually. Wait, I heard something <laughs> else. Wait, play it back, play it back. All right, all right, here we go. I don't know if we can... Hang on, can you back it up just a little bit? Oh, oh never mind. Okay. All right, what were we going to say? First no, the first time I ever heard the song was in college, and it wasn't actually... <laughs> Jesus. Can you hear that? Wait. Turn it up. Yep. They did that in there. They left that in there, so you, that's they, right. They seem more human. Yeah, that's why the the gas. Uh, but anyway, you were going to say first time you heard this? It was in college. It wasn't actually by uh, Pink Floyd. It was uh, you know, very chasing. No, it was some dude in, the, in a dorm room, and everybody oh. was singing it. And I'm like, why do I not know this song? Oh, you know, that's great. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah, that you heard it the first time. Like, that. <laughs> what? Uh, so is it about a white castle again? No, it's not. No, no, it's about acoustic guitar, okay. and uh, this song's not on the list, and I think it's an omission. Um, and for some reason, I'm drawing a blank on the name of the song. I'm so mad. How does it go? Well, it's a Beatles song, um, uh, Blackbird. And oh yeah, yeah. So we had we used to do this thing here at the station for clients. We would have like a a reception, if yeah. you remember. And, yeah. and so in some of the rooms, uh, they would have musicians. And, and one of the guitarists, I think it was a guitarist from uh, Octane, was in here warming up. And, and he was tuning his guitar, and he started playing Blackbird. Okay. And I looked at him, I go, wow, that's beautiful. I go, did, you, did you write that? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and it was Blackbird. It was freaking Blackbird. Yeah. An iconic yeah. uh Guitar part. So that song about the birthdays. <laughs> did you write that? That happy birthday. <laughs> All right, so I, I, I wish I, I wish that was uh, that was a lie and I wasn't you know, but I don't think up until that point I had ever heard that song. And guys, I was like 
35 years old. You don't think you'd heard Blackbird until I don't think time? so. I, 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 I will guarantee I would, you, you had to be somewhere where you heard it. You just didn't recall it. Don't yeah. you think I would have recalled hearing that song? Wow. I'm, okay. Don't we don't even have it in our system. I can't not, even play it for you dudes. Not only a, uh, a great guitar part, but outstanding vocals as well. Okay, so number seven on this list is from my boys, Rush. It's closer to the heart. Oh, yeah. This is beautiful, right? This may... Mm. This favorite? be this for me over Tom Sawyer, and I love Tom Sawyer. Oh, as just a Rush song yeah. in general? Yeah. The interesting thing about this guitar part is when Alex Lifeson would come up to play, you know, he goes into an electric part. So he had a hard time being able to play the acoustic guitar and then go right into the electric guitar. So he created, he, he developed and made a special stand that would hold the acoustic guitar. I, yes. Oh, yeah. so, uh, and he ended up becoming, that was a product that he created and took off and was very successful in the I world. I see. Now, uh, a lot of people. So he was the one who invented that? He invented that, yeah. yeah he invented so. mayonnaise, too, didn't he? Yes, he yeah. did. Yeah, it's, it's Canadian by nature. <laughs> uh, so, closer to the heart, number seven on this guy's list. Uh, number number six. six. Number six. Uh, another Zeppelin tune, Over the Hills and Far Away. Yeah, yeah, this is great. I wish I could play this song on guitar. It's, it's, it's amazing, cool. and it's uh, in my top three favorite Zeppelin songs. Maybe my favorite. This is my favorite. Yeah. He does a lot of uh, pulling of the notes, which is cool. All right. Okay. Then you have... Uh, At oh, number six. We were just... Uh, now we're on to number five. Number five. Uh, we were talking about Boston earlier in the last list, and More Than a Feeling is uh, one of the top songs. I agree. This is great. Bill, do you understand why, uh, why does Boston get crapped upon... Well, I don't know, because that's, it was such a producer's record. It was Tom Scholz in his basement for three years, and then he gave Epic the tapes, and boom, there's like, you know, yeah, nine that, records. That was it. You know, they were they were considered sort of a, uh, like, a just a complete studio well, product. And the, uh, some of their songs were about, uh, they were just out of the streets of Boston, and, yeah. you know, they tell them the story of, of what they were, and all that was fictional. Yeah. None of that was, you know. Oh, oh really? really? Yeah, they, they didn't they didn't live that story. They were, okay. like, like Bill said, they were produced in a basement. Uh, so a lot of that rang as uh, as hollow. I once asked Tom Scholz about the line in rock and roll band. Like we went down to right. uh, played a gig in Rhode Island, uh, met a big guy, a guy, yeah. a big fat car, big smoked a cigar, signed our deal to the record label. Right. Said totally fabricated. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's yeah, that's what Nick's talking about. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's they're great. actually from Barcelona. Uh, these are great stories, and they make for a great song, but none of it's true. So like if you're if you're looking for genuine yeah, I think storytelling, they, in a band. they were considered to be a a formulated band, yeah. and uh, and so other bands look down on that. But whatever, man, still solid. It, it comes Suck down. It. it comes down to not only production but songwriting. They wrote great songs, yeah. so that still stand the test of time. All right, number four on this, we go back to the Beatles. Oh, hang on a second. We're number four. Number four. Norwegian Wood. Yeah, which is sounds a lot like Boston. Okay, here we go. They were a big inspiration for Boston. Yeah, this is a great song. This is Rubber Soul, right? With the sitar. I believe that's on Rubber Soul, yeah. This was a departure in sound for the Beatles. Uh, yes. Yeah, that whole album had some yeah. interesting twists on it. That revolver. Nowhere, man. Uh, all right, then you have number three from the Rolling Stones. It's Angie. 
You beautiful. Your sister hates the song, right? No, I... Well... <laughs> Yeah, we both kind of hated it. Okay. It just says her name over and over and over all the time, and I just kind of got tired of this song. But, I mean, it's a beautiful song, absolutely. But, you know. Angie. And plus he says Angie. Yeah, there's nine syllables in Angie. 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 All right, and then with these last two, we get into the, the Rock and Roll 500 top list. <laughs> Uh, Hotel California yeah. is number two. And uh, you know the story after seeing that awesome documentary about the Eagles. Great. That it was um, Don Felder who came up with this. And he yeah. was just kind of messing around. He had this kind of Spanish-sounding guitar part and put it on a cassette and gave it to Glenn Fry, And Glenn heard it. And he's like, we got to use this. And uh, there you go. But I think more so than the acoustic intro... Uh, the dual, the dueling guitar solos at the end That's is excellent. the iconic part of this song. So, uh, but you can't deny this part; it's outstanding. Uh, and then the last one, number one, uh, "Stairway we, to Heaven." We don't have number one. We don't have number one. No. We don't have a number one. No. I, I know it's a great song. I, it literally falls into that category of I've heard it so much it becomes white noise. Nick, I'm going to pull up the text and uh, see which ones that we're missing out on uh, per listeners. Yes, uh, Bill Weston. Did you know that we don't schedule Stairway to Heaven on regular rotation? On I MMR? heard it on MMR uh, maybe two or three weeks ago, and, and we were doing the um, was the special l- weekend. The, the I guess Memorial, Memorial Day? Day weekend, was it yeah. long songs or something. Yeah, but it's not a regular rotation, so, even though it tests in our research. Yeah, yeah, super huge, like a top ten, top twelve song. But Chuck uh, said that was the first time MMR had played it in years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, it, but it's so iconic. It's burned in your brain that you think that you hear it more often than you actually do. Yeah. So when you do play it on a feature or on a weekend or whatever, it sounds, okay, yeah. listen to it. But it's like, <laughs> I hear it so often. We don't play it. Maybe a couple <laughs> times a year, you know. But yet you get accusations that it's played all the time. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of no. surprised uh, Patience wasn't on the list by uh, Guns N' Roses. That's a, a pretty popular acoustic tune. Uh, here's some uh, texts that are coming in. So uh, somebody says, would silent lucidity count? Yeah. That's a beautiful it uh, is. Uh, intro on that with an acoustic guitar. I would certainly that would count. Huh. Uh, That's like Brazen pers- Perspicacity, which is their follow-up hit. Brazen what? <laughs> Brazen Perspicacity. Perspicacity. Okay. Uh, this is nice. Casey, did you bring this one up or did I bring this one up? I brought that up. Yeah. I have it ready to go. Do right you have here. it? Yeah. All right. Casey thought this should be on the list, and I agree. Oh, yeah. America. Ventura Highway. First concert I ever saw. I think I got, uh, think I got a little boobage. Oh, no. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Well, like... m- mom was very giving. Okay. God rest her soul. <laughs> uh, this is a great song. Outstanding song. Uh, so that's a good one. Uh, one of the guys died recently. Yeah, that's right. We talked about it. I was that. at a bar in Delco within the last decade, and I was uh, having a conversation. I believe I was doing like a ticket raid or something like that, and there, were, there was a band in there. And it was just pressed. It was kind of like the band that you were in not that long ago. Just a bunch of dudes yeah. who had been playing instruments their whole lives and decided to like kind of hang in the garage and play together. And then they were like, wait, we're pretty good at this. And so they just would play bars. They were so damn good, and they did the um, the whole song was all harm- harmony. So they, they didn't do, you know, lead singer. Okay. Just, uh, it was awesome. Uh, how about this one? Uh, she talks to angels. Black oh, Rose. Oh, that yeah. should be yeah. on there. That's excellent. Is that their best song? <clears throat> well, it depends on what you're in the mood for. I mean, mm-hmm. like, because... Uh, um, 
I was like Jealous Again is one of my favorite songs from them, but this is, I mean, how mm. can you deny this, yeah. man? This ding, is excellent. Ding, ding. Although, what's his face wouldn't play it for us when he was in the studio. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Right, here's that's why he hit his car key. Oh, really? Good. Nice. <laughs> um, especially these harmonics. That's cool. Uh, let me see. Yeah, a few people are, are saying she talks to angels. Um, about Burn in Love. What the hell is that? Elvis. Oh, oh. no. That doesn't have an acoustic guitar intro to it, does it? Does it? <laughs> Starts off like that. Maybe it's just some guy doing that. Uh, <laughs> hole in my heart from Extreme. No. Uh, I mean, oh. and I like Extreme. I like Extreme a lot. But no almonds on the list? Uh, no almond brothers on the list? What song would be acoustic? Melissa. Does it start uh, off with song? Blue does Sky. It? Yeah. Does it, Melissa, uh, it's one of my favorite songs, and I can't recall whether it starts with just an acoustic Melissa. guitar. It does. Uh, I thought it was a tuba. Nope. <laughs> this person says the Beatles are overrated. Oh, sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sometimes people have opinions that are just their opinions, but that opinion is wrong. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, such a great song. What a beautiful song. There was a commercial, like, for a, a backhoe or something like that that used mm-hmm. this. Like, no, no, don't put that music on that. Right. No, I can't stop thinking of a backhoe when I hear this. The, uh, the movie yesterday, I think, gave me more of an appreciation for what the Beatles are and, and what they, they did for, for music and what they did for humanity. Oh. And at one point, you know... The kid is trying to play Let It Be for his parents, yeah. <laughs> and he keeps getting interrupted. And he was able to put it in a, in, in, in a context that I had never thought of before. But he's like, I'm, I'm basically, I'm painting the Mona Lisa for you in front of your eyes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you won't pay attention to what's going on here. And I'm like, no, you're absolutely right. Like, this is, this is art. Yeah. Yep, you are correct. By the way, I played golf with a guy named Art yesterday, and he's from uh, New York. And when I asked him what his name was, he said, Ott. And for for Ott. six holes, I thought his name was Ott. Okay? <laughs> and then answer. I pulled up behind him, and I saw in his golf bag his name was Art. And I was like, oh, my God, I thought your name was Ott. That's beautiful, man. <laughs> That's beautiful. Grab that guitar and write a song about I, it I'm right going to write that. Yeah, give me a second. <clears throat> this one's called Ott. <laughs> Met a guy I played golf with one time, and I thought his name was Ott. <laughs> Turns out his name was Ott, and I think we can all commiserate with that. <laughs> I once met a dude on the sixth hole. His name was Ott. That's excellent. Okay. okay. I don't even remember what we were talking about. It doesn't matter. Let's move along. Ought. Ought. You were, uh, Casey was talking about how interruptions can distract you. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Hey, look at Kathy's eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> they just spelled out on. Come on. All right. Interesting list. Uh, two interesting lists. So I uh, figured that'd be kind of nice to go through. All right. We should take ourselves a break. We'll be back in a moment. It wouldn't be the end of the year without a year-end countdown. It says so here in the Radio for Dummies handbook. And who's WMMR to buck tradition? Announcing the top 25 songs of 2020. 
Go to WMMR.com and vote for your favorite rock songs from this past year, like new music from Foo Fighters, ACDC, and newer bands like Dirty Honey. We'll tally up your votes and count them down New Year's Eve at 7 with an encore New Year's Day at 3 p.m. MMR's Top 25 of 2020 Countdown from the station that can totally handle counting backwards. We think 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Steven, I didn't realize, earlier this morning I mentioned uh, the movie uh, RKO 281 about Citizen Kane. Right. The... uh, the uh, character played by um, John Malkovich yeah. was Josh's grandfather. No. What? He co-wrote oh, Citizen Kane. Yes, of yeah. course. Oh that was his God. grandfather. I don't know why I didn't put two and two together. I saw it at the last second. Wow. I should naturally assume that everyone I meet is in some way connected to Citizen Kane. Yes, which maybe Chris <laughs> yeah. Hardwick is. I'm sure I he don't is. know, well, but... He, he definitely is. He yes. definitely is? He married into the family. The family. Oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> and and Kane is... Oh, of course. <laughs> I can't take it. The well, Walking Dead Season 10, the finale, uh, the final season. Please welcome Chris Hardwick to the show. Hey, Chris. You guys, it's all its all cosmically connected. <laughs> it was meant to be. Wow. When you heard this was the final season coming up, uh, did your head lift off your shoulders, or what was your reaction? Not really, because I, I, I guess I felt like... You know, to be able to do a show, I would get Walking Dead in going into its 11th season and Talking Dead going into its 10th, uh, 10th season. So to have been on, I mean, obviously, you know, look, I wish it'd be great if it went on forever, but you know, it's, it's very rare, uh, television air to get to do a show for a de- for over a decade. Yeah. Especially now, like, especially now. When shows on streaming services really only go for a couple of seasons, two or three seasons, and so it's just it's like to 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 sort of to, to be upset at all about the opportunity, you know, to have been able to be in this fandom and a part of this insane television phenomenon all these years. I mean, yes, I will be sad. It's also two years away, and so I'm able to kind of defer right. the tears. Like I can <laughs> kick it two years down the road because. Basically, there's still 30 episodes left. There's six. They extended season 10 by six episodes, and then season 11 is going to be 24 episodes. So, so have, have there have there been sort of um, embryonic suggestions about what the final celebration and wrap up will be like? Because um, you know, I mean, we're we're talking a uh, a huge. Now, mind you, obviously, there's the other shows, but you know uh, that are and, and new shows that are coming out in that universe. But this is the first. It's got, you know, the, to the wire first. And uh, have you heard about anything? Any plans? Because the celebrity fan base that's available to be part of this celebration is yeah. voluminous. Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard anything just yet. I, I only, I mean, like we all. I found out the night before the world found out. Oh, okay. You know, like it's like I had like twelve hours. You know, uh, I, I got a 12-hour head start on everyone. That was about it. And so uh, I, I think they're still, again, it's still so far away. Right. I think they're just so focused right now. I believe they've just started filming or they're about to start filming. Um, and so obviously they're taking all the necessary precautions. And so they're just 
really focused on that right now. And yeah, when the time comes, it'll be really sad. I mean, it's so it's so surreal to you know have had something that basically is a significant percentage of my life. You know, yeah. has been involved with this amazing show, but I've gotten to meet so many amazing people, uh, like in, you know, in the fandom and you know, connect with people. I mean, I remember uh, I was was in Northern California the year, this was the big cliffhanger summer when, you know, Negan had the bat and you didn't know. Yeah, my God. You know. Dude, that haunted my, that haunted my days, by the way, (laughs) because it ended with him clubbing somebody over the head and then it cuts to black or whatever. And I had thought about that scene for days, if not weeks afterwards. I mean, that, that is how much this, uh, (laughs) I have gotten into this show. Well, and so, and so, you know, there there were some people who were really upset about that because they're like, oh, that you know, you, they should have shown it. Why did they, you know, why did they do the cliffhanger? But from my point of view, that whole summer, I had all these amazing conversations. It's all anyone talked to me about right. that summer, and I got to meet so many great people. And we had this fun connection point. I was walking, I was shooting something in Northern California, and I was in this small town, and I was walking across the street, and there was this older gentleman across the street, a barber. He had a barber shop, and he was just standing outside, this, this little old guy. And it never, you know, I never, never would have occurred to me, like, hey, stop and talk to this guy about The Walking Dead. But as I was passing, uh, I just heard him shout, I think it's Glenn! <laughs> 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 it was just a great moment, and it really made me appreciate, like, you know, fandom is about community and it's about finding these connection points and kind of having this, this you know, this sort of it, it, these inside jokes and this sort of inside conversation. And so, yeah, it's just been it's been really phenomenal. And to watch people, you know, grow on the show right. and go off and, and do amazing things, you know, like the, the first time. Uh, I saw Denai on screen in, in Black Panther was like, oh, my God, she's a movie star. Like, you know, yeah. so, to get to watch people flourish and and you know and and get sort of become a part of the pop culture conversation and you know become stars i don't know it's just it's really i love that stuff well, it's so it, much fun to it, watch it's almost so it 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 moves ever forward obviously we have fear of the walking dead there is the walking dead world beyond which is a, another series apparently in the works and then there is talk of some sort of daryl and Carol spinoff. Have you heard anything about yeah. that? I don't have a lot of details on it. I just know that they're happening. Okay. Um, there, there's a, you know, yes, there's a lot of walking dead stuff in the future. There's uh, the Daryl and Carol spinoff. Um, and then there's a, the, uh, the anthology series tales from the walking dead, which I think is going to encompass any and everything in the, not only in the existing Walking Dead universe, but also like yeah, any, anything sort of in the in the the apocalypse okay. as well. So, All right, um, new stories, I think. Yeah, so the, new stories and old stories, and so. But I don't have any more details beyond that. All and right. then yes, World World Beyond starts. Fear is still on, and then this movie that I that is still you know in, in development. Uh, you know what, it, uh, Chris? We've seen so many series, big ones, the ones that last years, and, and they come to the uh, the end. Uh, the the story arc comes to an end, and it seems more often than not, people seem to be disappointed with how things wrap up. And I'm talking about things like Lost and Game of Thrones and so on, which I I didn't mind those at all. But 
you got an overwhelming opinion from the public that seemed to be dissatisfied. Walking Dead seems like it will be a very hard thing to make people happy and wrap up with. What's your What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, listen, my you know my thought in fandom is that you know all opinions are valid. You know, like if you have an experience with a show and you like it or you don't like it, then for you that's fair. You know, like that you get to have that and that's part of fandom. I, I can't imagine what it would be like to create a massive show and then have to like land it. No, yeah. I would commit I would kill myself. Yeah, yeah I, I the, the overall stress of delivering especially with this history Chris of failures and there's a scant few that have seemed to elude that like but, Breaking Bad and a few others. That's an AMC show as right, well. Right, right, right. Yeah. So so uh but this group that's involved with this series is so competent. I think they can pull it off. Well, and yeah, and look, the thing is, you know, it. I, I don't know how. I I certainly don't know how, how I would do it if I, you know, break, Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad landed like just beautifully. It was only five seasons. There was a very clear, you know, Walter had a very clear A to B arc in that show, and so it, it like once everything kind of unfolded, it was really just about. He kind of just because he knew he was gonna. Uh, I guess it's okay to spoil that, right? If you yes, yeah. <laughs> at this point, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. It's, prob- it's probably on you. Maybe it wasn't a priority, <laughs> um, but uh, you knew he was gonna die. So yeah. it 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 just it wrapped up so beautifully that he just they tied all the loose ends, you know. But there are a lot of characters in a show like Walking Dead. There's a lot of stuff that's happened, and so you know, and obviously it's diverted from the comics. So much, so it's not. It, it you know, I, I could picture ways maybe that they could kind of tie it together, but but I just don't know. It will be a Herculean effort to yeah. land the show. And some people will love it, and some people won't, and that's fair. You know, like that's just that that's fandom. I and and who knows? I mean, because even even if they were able to find a an, an end to this, you know, the the, the dead rising and, and all, and and that's over with. The problems are still just beginning because then you need to reform the world after that. Right, right. It could lead into a whole other. As long as it's not a kid looking into a snow globe. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll be happy. I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't know if all your listeners know what that is. But that's a reference to the to the end of Saint Elsewhere, <laughs> which was the, the medical yeah. the medical drama. And you know, if if you really go deep on the snow globe theory, because that show had crossovers, that means that all of these other shows happened inside the snow globe yeah because there were all these crossovers so if you if you read about it it's like that fan theory goes goes super deep and i i you know with walking dead i had this theory early on that um that breaking bad was the prequel to walking dead Ooh. because the in season two uh just as sort of like a a, a prop master nod the prop guys uh, had blue meth in, like, Merle had a saddlebag or something, and, and there was oh, wow. blue meth in it. And so if you follow, <sighs> roughly if you follow the timelines of when Breaking Bad happened, <laughs> I think was around, like, 2007 or right, so. Right, right, yeah. And Walking Dead also started, you know, like, a little bit after that, uh, that I had the theory that the the zombie apocalypse actually – started because when Walter White died, 
they tried to recreate his meth and they made some horrible <laughs> error. God, I love it, created, That would be so... created zombies. <laughs> I'm down with that. Oh, I'm I, down um, with that. By the way, Breaking Bad is my now go-to-bed show. That's the one that I just put on as, a, as I fall asleep in uh, the light, episode. Just light television <laughs> Yeah, just like, well, because I've seen it so many times, I can, you know, yeah. uh, oh, it's either that or like I go to bed to Endgame every night. Um... But the episode where he blows up Tuco's uh, office is, uh, just aired, and it's so funny because if you watch it, there's this huge explosion, right? And the explosion, it takes like a good 10 seconds for, you know, start to finish for everything. That, but at the very end of the explosion, they put in Howard Dean's scream from when... Seriously? Yes. Him, yeah! Yes. Oh, and I had to rewind it. I'm like, is that Howard? And sure enough, it is Howard <laughs> It is. is, yeah, well, it that, is. Yeah. That show, that show is, it, you know, the the magic of Breaking Bad, and I've never really seen another show pull it off this way. But every episode is like the most stressful math problem because something happens in most of the episodes, and you're like, "There's no way they're going to get out of this." Yeah. And not only do they get out of it, you know, like the episode with the magnets and the van next to the thing. It's like, <laughs> yeah. not only do they get out of it, but they get out of it in a way that somehow is both outlandish and grounded at the same time, and you go, that is the only way they could ever get out of that. Yeah. And it makes sense. So, it's, you know. It, it, it's amazing yeah. when stuff like that is done, and, and, and this makes me think of a show, and I hope, I know you have to be watching it, but are you watching The Boys? Oh, absolutely. And I think The Boys is probably the, the, the closest analogy that television today has to Breaking Bad, because it is, it you know it's it's it, it's the same kind of thing where it's this sort of like wild premise yeah you know because Walter White was kind of a a dark you know he he was it was almost like a comic book that show you right. know like a math teacher becomes like this meth king what you know or a <laughs> yeah. science teacher becomes yeah. this meth king but but the boys is the same kind of thing like it's about superheroes but it's not at the same time mm -hmm. and every episode I mean just this one I don't want to spoil but the thing that happens. In the first episode, um, when uh, Huey is standing on the street yes, with yes, his yeah. girlfriend in an A train, you know, yep. and so it—that's uh, <laughs> the first one where you're like, "Oh, holy crap!" Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yes. And they, and it never stops. Yep. It, it, every never, episode has some moment. Stops. Yes. Yeah. And and for a show to do that all the time, and and Chris, you'll agree with this: when you watch it, you can never be confident. The characters that you've grown to enjoy uh, are going to be around until the end of the episode. Everything is up for grabs all the time. Yeah, it's it's really, and you know, we we go really granular with it too. I the the guy who created the show, Eric Kripke, created Supernatural, and I've known Eric for twenty five years, and so I will email him these kind of like, <laughs> you know, these kind of. The questions and comments about the show, where I'm, it's where I basically like push up my glasses at the end. I'm like, I noticed there's a recurring <laughs> Billy Joel theme this season. Why Huey was wearing a T-shirt from the album cover, The Stranger. You know, it's like the yeah. yeah. And the yeah. character Stormfront is the name of a Billy Joel album. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, oh my gosh! Oh, you guys. Oh. Yeah, see, you did it. <laughs> Are we going to see you in an episode? Since you know this dude. Ooh, that's a good. You know, uh, I know they. I know they're doing a season three, so maybe I'll. They, no, I mean, listen. No one. I'm friends with a lot of writers and directors, and there are a lot of things that I secretly am like. God, I really wish I could just be in that for a minute. But 
you never you don't want to be the guy that's like, can no. I be in your television show? <laughs> so, well, I, I'm a huge Supernatural fan, and and uh, so let us try to get that information to Eric, and, and we'll suggest it for you. Because yeah, no, it, it right now it is it's just it's a joy to watch television like that to watch a show like that that just resets everything and it shows you there's always wiggle room within a tried and true concept where they can find different things to do and that's you know that's the joy of what you do pop culture wise and and everything else i had to ask you i have to ask you quickly with the 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 g4 um the the uh the, the network reboot which i understand is going to happen uh are you going to be a part of that I don't know. I mean, I've, I, we, we've had, uh, but I don't know what I can say and can't say. Um, I'm going to take that as a yes. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, okay. I mean, the thing is, I don't, we, we've had conversations about it. I, I, I don't know. You know, listen, I, G4 was like, you know, it's funny because people come up to me like, like when I do stand up shows, even when I was in, uh, in your town, which didn't seem like that long ago, but yeah. it was January 30th. Um, you know, people come up and they go, man, I used to watch you in the old days back on G4. And then secretly inside, I'm like, God, I, they don't even realize that there are much older days for me on MTV. Like, so I right. feel ancient. Um, and uh, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, a, a younger generation of nerds, should I, I take the helm? I, I just don't know. Okay. Uh, I, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm being I'm being uh, evasive about it because I I honestly don't know. All right. Well, so pre- for me, may, maybe it would be like I don't know. Maybe maybe I could pitch shows and develop yeah. things. You know. But I was the tech guy on G4, and then I hosted Web Soup, which was a spinoff of the Soup. And so you know, I found that. Um, uh, um, I'm not as super techie as I used to be, you know, which yeah. is uh, what happens when people get older. <laughs> but, um, you know, we, we, we turn into that. We turn into the blinking 12 o'clock on the VCR. Right. Yes. You've, got, you've got your grand pad and you're all set. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris, I wanted to ask about another another show that I thought ranks up there with the boys, which is uh, Umbrella Academy. Um, and number one, did you I assume you watched uh, all of that? You know, we haven't watched Umbrella Academy, but it's not because we don't want to. Because I know that's Gerard's show, and uh, and I hear it's great. The problem that we face is that there is so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, quality. I don't know how anybody could keep up with anything uh, that's out there now. Okay. You know, like we're we're watching the boys. We're watching this show, Raised by Wolves, um, on HBO Max, which is. Um, uh, which is really fun. It's this kind of dystopian sci-fi show uh, that's re- that's really great. And um, Ridley, it's a Ridley Scott produced show. Yes, uh, I've heard great things about it. But you're right. We've had this conversation. You, you used to be able to uh, say, "Hey, you got to watch this," and I no longer say that because there's just there's yeah. just too much to watch. Well, and and I think we'll just, we'll just get there. You know, we'll get there. And so we have Umbrella Academy uh, saved right now so yeah. i like yeah. on it's, it's on our list but my my question for y'all especially like in reference to a show like the boys how where do you fall on binge watching versus like week to week i'll, I'll give you my yeah, take I, I i've come to appreciate uh week to week now if i if i go back the walking dead i waited i waited out i didn't get started to like after six seasons of it aired and then i used it as kind of a 
Uh, and I did the same thing with Breaking Bad. It came and went, and then I went and I binged the whole thing, and I did appreciate that. But as shows are rolling out and they're new, I want to get some. I want to get some time to think about these. So I I appreciate the once a week viewing. I'll even take it a step further. Sometimes I'll just watch half of a show. And then in in the beginning of the week and then watch the other half of it in a couple of days. So then I don't have to wait that much longer for the new episode to come out. So Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's kind of where I I, I, yeah. I don't hate it. And I know people with the boys, they, they weren't happy because season one came out en masse. They freaked. They were actually giving bad reviews online and this out time of around, anger. Yeah. Out of the gate, they gave the three episodes and then people didn't like that. But I, I think with a little time, you, yeah. you tend to appreciate it more. But that's my personal take. I, I, per- I personally do, too. Well, I think I think shows are sort of like cuisine, right? It's like some shows are like fast food. You want to just gobble them all at once. And then other shows are just these like incredibly sumptuous meals that you want to enjoy. And with a show like the boys or walking dead or breaking bad, you know, shows like that, I feel like you need time to digest everything that happens. I do. And, and I also love, uh, I, I think it's better for the show to give people more room to like talk about it and live with it and ask questions. Cause when you binge watch something, you kind of never think about it again. You watch it in like on a Saturday or Sunday and then Monday, you know, you're, you don't, you can't remember what day it was. (laughs) You just watched, you know, everything at once. But, but yeah, so I, I, I love like, and also like my wife and I know that, you know, cause it technically comes out Friday, but it's Thursday at midnight. Yes. On the West coast. It's like, you <laughs> yeah. know, nine, eight or nine o'clock at night. Yeah. So every Thursday night, like my wife and I have this show that we love to watch together. And so it's kind of nice to have this appointment for, yeah. and for a thing. So, I yeah, agree. I that, that, but then there's how we enjoy the fandom. There's other shows that are like uh, 30 minute ones, like Cobra Kai, that were like candy, <laughs> and I was just like, I can't stop. I've God, just got to keep so watching good. this. You know, I love that show because, uh, and I had um, I had Billy Zabka and Ralph Macchio on the podcast a little while back, and they, and I said the thing that it was so amazing about the show is that it easily could have been a lazy interpretation yep. of like. Okay, let's recreate the dynamic we had in the movie, and we'll just go for the nostalgia points, the you know the South Park member berries, and um, <laughs> and uh, and and they didn't. No, like, the fact that they they took this whole other like turn, and you kind of you you start to get a little sympathetic to John Johnny Lawrence, and you kind of see Daniel is like, oh, he's a little bit of an arrogant jerk, you know? Yeah, and even that scene in the in the beginning of the series. Where he's like, he used to beat me up all the time. He's like, you stole my girlfriend. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah. That's you never, you never thought about that in, yeah. in the movie, and that's and I we had we had him on and uh, uh, and uh, Zapka, and, and we said in the it, when it was initially marketed on YouTube, uh, the impression we got is it's a it's a parody. It's going to be a parody series, and and um, they marketed it the wrong way. It's a lot more substantive. Yeah. Yeah, and it also just really addresses this interesting idea of sort of what it means to be a middle-aged adult, like how overall your high school stuff are you and how, right. you know, like how the, those those kind of like little grudges that you held, <laughs> you know, for especially like, listen, especially if you're a nerdy kid and you got, you know, and people were not nice to you or whatever, like how long do you carry that stuff around and, and you see – grown people 
acting like kids again, you know, and you realize like, oh, yeah, you, you know, like people carry stuff around. It's just such an interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting commentary on, you know, like adult humans at the same time. On real uh, real life, like, do you ever really truly graduate high school? You know, that's, uh, you know, and that's that's what I, I uh, carried from that show. Nick, did you have a question about Cobra Kai? Because I was going to ask about something else. Nope. Okay. Nope. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to move on to Marvel real quick because... Um, so, By the way, let me reset. We've been talking for a half hour, and I haven't yeah. even said that this is. If you're just tuning in, it's Chris Hardwick that we're talking to. All right, so um, Gamora was was uh, cherry picked from a uh, previous timeline, so she's going to live on. And I wanted to ask if uh, you thought that uh, perhaps they they can cherry pick Tony Stark uh, from a, another timeline. I mean, it's certainly. I, I think anything is is possible. I don't know. I mean. You know, if you're if you're saying like, you know, can someone else step into the Stark? I mean, it's just it's so Robert Downey Jr. Like, yes. Such a, but again, you know, look, you know, as as time passes on and people get older and, you know, younger people grow up, uh, you know, it's like you want to give them new things. Did anyone think that anyone could ever play, you know, McCoy, Spock? Kirk again, and yet there were a couple movies where they did. They so, did, yeah. yeah. They did well. You know, it's like, and, and it, it did well, and it worked, and so it's, so the answer is, yeah, it's possible, you know, I'm sure people of our generation will be, like, mumbly about it, like, <laughs> your Tony Stark's not my Tony Stark, you damn kids, get off my lawn, you know, but but uh, but I think, you know, any, but, but anything anything's possible, and that's sort of, and that's sort of what comic book movies I mean, like, comic books in general, you know, like, do that with uh, authors and artists and their different runs on things and different takes on things and alternate universes of things, and they evolve and they change. And and so that's just sort of the nature of it. So, I mean, I don't think it's going to be something that happens anytime soon, but, no. but way, 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 way down the road. And I know they did it, like, really quickly with the Spider-Man cinema series, uh, you know, but I think, you know, from Tobey Maguire to Andrew Garfield, I think that had something. If I'm if I'm wrong about this, I apologize. I'm sure the Internet knows better than I do. But I believe because, you know, after the third Spider-Man movie came out, it wasn't too long after that they announced the amazing Spider-Man. You're like, wow, really already? But I think that had something to do with like legal rights. You know, like usually in the entertainment business, when you when you go, why would why would they do this? It usually it's either money or like lawyers. Yeah. So I think it had something to do with the fact of like Sony needed to, they had to literally make an origin story again to retain the rights. Okay. For Spider Man, so they didn't revert. So it was something. It was something like that. So then there are all those other reasons too that you know are um, that you don't know about. Well, speaking of the entertainment industry and, and getting back to binging real quick, the way that we consume television and movies has changed a lot over the last five years, right? That kind of goes without saying. Um, but do you think that – because I was thinking about, like, The Office and Parks and Rec, which people are binging now. But when those shows came out, there were 20 to 30 episodes per season. Do you think the way in which these, sh- these shows now are made, uh, they're designed to be binged? Or does it depend on the show to uh, – you know, from show to show? I think it depends on the show <clears throat> and – I don't know. It's, uh, someone who worked at a streaming company explained to me, and it actually really depressed me because they were, you know, the way that we grew up is that, listen, if a show is a hit, it runs as long as possible, you know, and, and Walking Dead may be one of the last 
shows for a while to really be able to do this, you know, because I think the since a lot of things are going to streaming and subscription models, a subscription model is different than like a television ad revenue model because streamers, like once you sign, once you join a streaming service, they consider you a volatile consumer in the sense that at any any month you could just bounce, right? yes. you know, yeah, and so they they will do whatever they can to kind of keep you from unsubscribing because if you subscribe for 18 months then statistically you'll never unsubscribe because it's just become a part of your like financial ecosystem and you don't think about it anymore and so but i think what they find is that there's no real like doing a third and fourth season of a show doesn't retain or get new subscribers and so they're just not as incentivized to, you know, to, to do it. Obviously there are exceptions, you know, like stranger things, which is, which is really huge. But in general, you know, we might kind of be seeing the death of like, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12 seasons of shows outside of network television because, and now that everything's kind of like merging, uh, I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it's I think I think you're right. A very strange time. I think you're right. I think it just in the way, at least for a while, for the foreseeable future, you know, the 32 episode season is is not going to happen. God, you know, I, I was thinking about this the other day that the lottery of all lotteries was to be on a successful sitcom in the 90s. Yeah, because. The 90s was still when television people were getting crap tons of money, right? It yeah. was like television was still, you know, was still it was still big in the traditional sense, like traditional media sense. So if you were on Seinfeld or Friends, you made a ton of money while you were doing a show. Then the second lottery you won was syndication. Then the third lottery you won was home video and DVD. And then now the fourth lottery is all those people on the streaming services because yeah. people just nostalgia binge watch yep. 90s stuff. So it's like, you know, Seinfeld and Friends and even though The Office was more early 2000s, it's still those came back around. It's like. Here, Seinfeld, have another half a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. it's mul- multiple trips to the buffet table, you know? Uh, just one question quickly. I know we're starting to, uh, to to wrap up here, but the um, the legend of the Zack the Snyder cut, which n- everyone said, okay, this will never happen. This will never happen. Here we are, HBO Max, sinking millions of dollars into Zack Snyder doing his version, his original vision of the Justice League, uh, wh- where do you stand on this? I'm a massive fan myself. I love Zack Snyder, and I, the original version, as I hear it envisioned, is something I am biting at the bit for. What's your take? I mean, listen, I think any time you get to see it, it, I don't see it as much different than, you know, when we were growing up and you'd get the Laserdisc Criterion Director's Cut, yeah. you know? I mean, it's just, it's an opportunity to see a different version and see... You know, whenever you hear, like, because obviously, you know, when movies get made, there's a lot of money on the line. So, you know, studios can get involved. Things can change in ways that, uh, you know, that maybe the directors didn't intend or had to compromise on. And so to to be able to see a, a, a different spin on something and go, oh, this was actually, you know, apparently his vision. I mean, I, why not? I say, you know, the more, the, even though we sort of made jokes about how much content there is, but. You know, the more content, the better. And if it gives us a, a a peek inside of like, oh, this is what I intended to make, 
you know, it's, it, 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 it sparks more conversation. It sparks more community. It sparks more people saying, I love this. It sparks more people saying, I didn't love this, you know? And so it just kind of fuels our fandom, which is, which is really fun. And, you know, that's kind of wrapping it up and kind of going back to the G4 question, which I can, which I, I'll try to express a little more clearly. Um, I, I, I have spoken to them a, a quite a few times, and I'm excited that they're doing it because that, you know, G4 to me was just a celebration of all things fandom, you yes. know, like movies and television and tech. And, and it was really the first thing on a traditional broadcaster that celebrated all of the things that when I was growing up, you, you weren't super open about because you didn't want people to make fun of you. And, and so to celebrate all of these things, you know, whatever happens with G4, I'm excited. And so, you know, uh, if, 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 I, if I do do something on it, that'll be great. And if I just watch as a fan, that'll be great. Or if I get to make shows for it, that'll be great. But, you know, I have, I have had conversations with them. And from what I can tell, what they're planning sounds fun and, and really exciting. And so, cool. you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's from a place of enjoy, enjoying all this, and that's what I yeah. we, we love about you and your take on it is that it at it at its basic visceral level, it's about the sheer joy this stuff brings us. Yep. It's entertainment; it should be fun, and sometimes you know, like it pisses us off, but <laughs> you know, but but really, it is about entertainment, and to me, it is about community and fandom and the ability that, like, the fact that I can go on a morning radio show and talk for 35 minutes about these things, it just wouldn't have happened 20 no, years ago. No, you know? no, no, you're and right. So it, it, it's so, and the fact that they're, you know, I'm sure some people listening turn it off and go, oh, stupid nerds. But a lot of people, a lot of people are listening and, and, and it's sparking, like, they're thinking about their favorite Breaking Bad episodes or yeah. their experience with Zack Snyder director's cut. And, and so it really, to me, it's just about celebration and community and that's why I love it. That's why I love Walking Dead. And I'm just I'm so happy to be even an ancillary part of of, of all of it. So and Chris, yeah. it's not just people listening up to now. Kathy Romano sitting in here in our <laughs> studio right now. She has not been listening this entire time. What nerds. Yeah. So Kathy's <laughs> a huge fan of the Joss Whedon cut. Yeah, She's yes. very she didn't want to jump yeah. in. Uh well listen, Chris, we'll just point people in the direction. Walking Dead, finale Sunday nine, and then of course Talking Dead on at uh, 10 after that. but Oh, and the wall got picked the up. Wall. The, the wall! Congratulations! Yeah, that's huge. Nice. Yeah, All right. So Listen, we, we love talking to you. We we can we oh, could have you on right. every week if that were possible, but hopefully we'll be chatting again sometime in the near future. All I right, hope bud. so. All right, Excellent. you guys, take care. It's so good to hear your voices. And, Excellent. Uh, hope to talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Chris Hardwick, yeah. guys. I can go on and on and on. It's great. I mean, yeah. and, and, and the fear that you have, you talk about fear of the walking dead, fear of just driving people nuts with this stuff, because it is, we've always, from the beginning of our show, have been fanboys for so much of this stuff. Yeah. And when you get someone, and he's connected through to a lot of these people who are making these these things that we love. I never did watch G4. Uh, I loved and, it. And God, so did I love it. It's it's uh, movies and tech and games and Everything. all that stuff, right? Yeah, okay. Kevin Pereira and, and Olivia Munn and all the and others. They, they just they had a really great sensibility. All right, well, listen, we got to take a break, so we're going to do that. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Acme is continuing their commitment to getting through this new normal together. And that means everyone's health, well-being, safety, and satisfaction, yours and their employees, continues to be their number one goal. They're keeping your essentials in stock. And that includes your New Year, New You foods. Keep an eye out for Acme's large selection of USDA-certified O-Organics and Open Nature products featured exclusively in Acme Isles. Find great food you can naturally feel good about at Acme. Fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's We'll start with this. The Gothard Pass in the Swiss Alps is a picturesque part of the world, but it was snapped out of its peaceful slumber by an unfortunate and particularly expensive motor vehicle accident. How expensive may you ask, you may ask? Well, the crash involved a motorhome, a Mercedes-Benz C-Class wagon, a Porsche 911 Cabriolet, and a Bugatti Chiron. Oh, my God. And uh, on its own, a new Chiron is worth at least $3 million. The total damage amounted to 3.7 million francs or over $4 million in this accident alone. So what started? What set it in motion? The report alleges that the motorhome, which was presumably slow-moving, was holding up traffic on the mountain pass. Uh, the Chiron, the, the Bugatti driver, uh, had apparently was right at the back and tried to overtake all the cars at the same time that the Porsche did which saw two cars collide. The Porsche then hit the Mercedes, and the Bugatti also hit the motorhome. <laughs> Although the 911 uh, received the worst damage, the Mercedes driver appears to have been the only one to sustain serious injuries and was later rushed to the hospital. Fortunately, no lives were lost in the accident, which could have been much worse considering the type of road that it was on. Well, oddly enough, the Herbie the Love Bug replica did just fine. Oh, good. <laughs> Uh, the Chiron sustained significant damage to the grill, front bumper, and hood. However, the 911 came off the worst uh, as much of its front end was destroyed. In the video shared on Instagram, both the Bugatti and the Porsche were shown with the front airbags having deployed. So it was a $4 million car crash. My God. Oh, we're looking at the place. footage. Yeah. It doesn't take much damage to cost you a lot of money when you're talking about supercars. Wow. A former Shippensburg University student filed a federal lawsuit against the school claiming the administrators did nothing to assist her when she told them that she was being sexually harassed by her female supervisor and assistant dean who continually pressured the student to join her in group sex. The student says her repeated refusal to engage in the sexual activity led to her termination from her graduate studies program. The student claims in January of 2019, the assistant dean approached her asking if she would engage in a menage a trois with mm-hmm. her and a man. The student denied the request and soon after took her concerns to the dean of OPCDE. The lawsuit states that before she could cite any details, the dean told her that she did not want to hear about it. Following no action, the student says the sexual advances continued between two and four times a week, including showing her photographs and text messages of a sexual nature. Two to four times a week? That's what she said. Around April of that year, 
Uh, the student and supervisor went on a business trip to Philadelphia where the student was shown more nude photos of her engaging in activities with various men. The lawsuit states... When the student replied she did not want to see the photos, she was met with extreme disappointment and warned that she could be fired from her role as a director of testing if she did not respect, obey, uh, and obey her boss, the assistant dean. Lawsuit claims the student again approached the dean to discuss the incidents during and after the trip, only for the dean to tell her that she did not want to hear it because the woman in question was her friend. And oh, okay. Later that year in August, the student again joined her supervisor on a work-related conference, this time in New Orleans. The assistant dean asked for a room key to her room in case, quote, I want to visit in the middle of the night. After firmly telling her no, the woman confronted the student in front of other attendees at the conference by yelling and cursing that she would not have a job when she returned to the campus. I'm trying to have a three-way with you. Yeah, the assistant dean told everyone that she was... No longer employed with the university. Again, the student went to the dean to tell her the events that happened on the trip, but the dean refused to hear her story. Eventually, it led to this lawsuit, which uh. is taking place. But there, are, it goes on for a while after that. But wow. she was pushing real hard. Uh, that's for this insane. Reason. Yeah, and uh, when do you when do you finally take no as an answer? That's right. You would think pretty quickly. <laughs> All right. Bay Area, this is in San Francisco. Bay Area Rapid Transit took Tatlin Town to Twitter to educate riders on airflow in their cars amid concerns about COVID-19 spread, but the controversial soon turned scatological. BART has, that's the Bay Area Rapid Transit. That's right, it's also the sun on the Simpsons. Has been <laughs> hit hard by the pandemic. Uh, readership, ridership saw an 89% drop compared to their budget projections. While this is largely due to residents working from home and not... Uh, requiring a daily commute to the city. There are also concerns about the viral spread in the car. Uh, to address these fears, Bart tweeted out schematic diagrams of the car and its filtration system. Don't have a cow, man. On Thursday. <laughs> Very topical, Tony. Claiming, yeah, I know them all. Claiming that <laughs> I do a hell of a church lady, too. That air filtered more effectively than an office or grocery store. Now, uh, residents really wanted to know about what uh, uh, what was a little more puerile. And somebody had tweeted saying, all we really want to know is how long will it take for the new system to filter out a fart of a fart out of the car? Uh, and uh, Bart, Bart actually uh, replied to the uh, question and more. They said about 70 seconds, maybe longer if you laid a real monster of a fart or sharded yourself. Well, so, well, that's a very comprehensive answer. Exactly. I give them credit for that. You will, definitely. Uh, the agency had replied. Crack the window so you can smell all the poop. <laughs> I got the smell of a fart in the car. Open those windows so we can smell the piles of San Franciscan poop. It's all over the streets. It's everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Thanks to Buck. Uh Later tweets uh, reassured writers that the much maligned wool cloths that were seen as... Uh, Seen as germ havens are a thing of the past. That's what you used to sit on the wool cloth. So apparently, great wool. Yeah. yeah, nice wool. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. Let's take another break and come back in just a moment or two. We shall return shortly. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Greta Van Fleet. Bruce Springsteen. Smashing Pumpkins. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. All right. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Whatever. Just 
Just leave off. I meant to say orders. thanks, Cast, <laughs> and it went to thank Cast. <laughs> thank Cast. Thank Cast. Don't, don't think of Kathy's ass. Don't think of Kathy's ass. <laughs> thank Cast. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Delicious. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, I, I do admire your jumpsuit today. Thanks. Yeah, it's wearing. hard not to see my ass in this thing. <laughs> I was wondering what I might look like in a jumpsuit. You would look you like wear. like one of Blofeld's assistants in a James know, Bond movie. Was it know. like a, a pilot flight suit for uh, um, like a fighter pilot Kathy? kind of jumpsuit? It's nice. Yeah. It, it looks well, nice. Here, walk yeah. around so you can see it over here if you don't mind. Strike a pose. Well, oh, is he talking about yeah, me? Yeah, he's talking about you. Yeah. Oh, it's just a jumpsuit. Yeah. See, I okay. love jumpsuits. These to it's, me are like comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool looking. Uh, but but you walk how, in is that and your work? whole body is tied yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. on. So, like, like, what was that? Oftentimes, uh, <laughs> one with a small ass might wear something like this, but I <laughs> thought I'd go for it. Why do you like <laughs> it so much? To me, it seems like a lot of work to like, go to the bathroom. Case, and... It's so much work to go to the bathroom. I don't essentially... mention Matthew's ass. Don't, don't <laughs> mention his ass. Thank ass. Oh, no. I'm essentially naked when I go to the bathroom. Like, I'm in my bra and underwear because you have to take right. the whole thing off. Oh, that's right. That's right. I didn't even think about that. It is a pain in the ass case, but they're comfortable for me. Like, I'm... I, I just, they're comfortable, so I love them. They have always looked so, when I've had, um, Casey bought me the uh, the Michael Dukakis, because uh, I just had Footy pajamas, yes. Yeah, footy pajamas, and they were super comfortable. It is a bit, you got you to gotta get undressed to go do Same anything. Same thing with, uh, with overalls. If you've yeah. ever worn yeah. those, oh, you got to, yeah. essentially, if you're going to the bathroom, you're, you're taking your clothes off. Your clothes That's what it feels like. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Those things got came back into style for a hot minute, right? Overalls? Yeah, yeah they're uh, yeah. still out there. They are? Yeah. 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 Guys, question. Overalls cute or not? Cute, um, yeah. Oh, totally yeah. cute. Yeah. Cute on be. the right woman and not so cute on, like, junior samples from Hee Haw, Preston. Right, right. <laughs> I've looked at him a couple of times, and there's one of those things that I'm like, eh, is this something that I think is cute? And guys are like, ugh, that thing again? Well, you're, uh, I'm the wrong person to ask, Marissa, because I had this Pavlovian response to uh, to girls wearing overalls. The first girl I ever made out with was wearing overalls <laughs> when I made out with her. Oh. And so for me, it's something, like, uh, deep within my psyche. Uh, so I approve, but uh, don't go on my response. But he'll try to make out with you. I enjoyed making out with you, Nikki. I hope you couldn't taste the tobacco. Yeah, uh, that's exactly what I think you should like. I, I think you should get overalls, Marissa. I think not. you should, too. See, that's something yeah. I can't wear. So well, I think a, you should get them. It's a struggle because um, most people don't know. Like, Kathy's not that much taller than me. You just seem a lot taller than me. <laughs> but so finding overalls for a petite height is, yeah. like, nearly impossible. Really? Because, well, I have, like, a short torso, so they're either, like, a lot of leg or the bib comes, like, all the way up to my neck. There is a, <laughs> what about a kids very us? fine line. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to. All right. What about guys in overalls? Is that a thing that's in or is it only for girls? I, I To me, that's always been a – I've, I've never really that. dug that look. Okay. Uh, I, I think I think actually, if you talk about some of the more um, sexier looks, the bib overalls without like a shirt underneath, right? Uh, you know, the, oh, yeah, that's that, that's, that's a hot thing. But however, uh, with guys, I always think it it tends to make you look. Um, well, yeah, you're you're, you're working. Yeah. It looks yeah. like yeah. you're you're gonna yeah. be working on the truck or yeah. in the farm, all or, to live long day, yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Press, I know you're going somewhere here, but I, I have another question to ask uh, because I was in CBS. How big is Saturn? <laughs> How big is it? I need to see a comparison. I need to know who actually buys clothes from CVS because I was in CVS the other day. <laughs> they have clothes? Kathy, I almost bought a pair of jeggings just for S's and giggles. because what? CVS doesn't have clothes. Dude, my Acme they sells do. clothes. They even have a tailor yeah. if you go on Tuesdays <laughs> and Thursdays. 
but but they're not hanging on a rack or anything, are they? They're hanging on a rack. Really? Yeah. Where? I've never where? Seen where? That at CVS. Yeah, um. No. So they were kind of like right around the corner from the like uh, cleaning supplies and stuff. But that they, sounds and, about right. And, just and, and not quick, only that, but was they this had a, was this here or down the shore? No, this is right here. Oh, okay. Uh, right here in River City in uh, Broomall, there was a uh, the CVS right there, Kath. And not only did they have, je- but they had like God. Thanks. Jeggings and leggings <laughs> and stuff, uh, and like corduroy jeggings. Uh, I just, I was like, CBS. oh my god, I <laughs> should buy a pair of these. But they had like ten to choose from. Yeah, and my Acme sells clothes as well. Really? And I'm not talking about like Eagles jerseys or right, Eagles. Right. Uh, what do what? they call them? Jerseys, but well, like actual like. I, I have to imagine it's like one one small rack. You're not talking about multiple racks no, of clothing. Not. It's one sort of small thing with a couple of pieces of clothing. Well, like Whole, right. Whole Foods has a little a small section, but it's like you know whatever they're but like, you know some organic that? material or something like that. Well, today's man sells deli meat. <laughs> I'm going to skip Whole Foods. It was like, and we've talked about this before, Steve, like in the old Woolworths that they would have. You walk back and like there was an aquarium section. Oh, Preston, we've got fish here. Yeah, we talked about the spider monkey earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, we'd go into the, there was a, I don't even think it was a monkey, Kathy. I think it was a chimpanzee. Oh, my I, God. This poor thing sitting there like, and I, I even remember as a kid, I think that's where I first started to feel, you know, like uh, I... Uh, my love of animals, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna break him out of here. That was one of the stores I would go to with my mom because there were birds there, and I was never allowed to own birds, so I would right. just go and but uh, you hate birds check now. them out. Yeah. You know what? Maybe that's where it stems from. By the way, if anybody's ever bought clothes from CVS, feel free Please. to call. Us. Well, I imagine that it was like more than one person came in in an emergency. Like I ripped my pants. Do you guys have pants? And that request got up to corporate, and they started filling the racks. But I have noticed Acme has closed because I'm going to say this right now. On the radio. I think Acme, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve show, should sell Preston and Steve shirts. Oh. Oh. All right, I'm on board. Yes. I'm on board. Yeah. I, find, I would think, though, that places like a CVS or an Acme or something might have like a Nick had pulled up some pictures of, of leggings in in like a box, like right. a small yeah, yeah. box for sale on the shelf, or like a leisure. Oh, so, like but to actually have a uh, a rack of clothes, yeah, we should at a have grocery a grocery store or a, or, a, or a pharmacy. It seems a little bit odd. Yeah, pick up some milk, some Hawaiian rolls, yes. and some uh, corduroys, some corduroy pants. Yes. <laughs> Casey, here's a text that just came in. I'm in a CVS right now, and they sell dresses, jeggings, what? and school spirit wear. So Get this is a listener dress. right now texting. This. Take a picture. I want to see how they're displayed. Wow. I want to see if they're just balled up in a bin or if they're hanging on an actual rack. Well, Kathy. so like I know at Whole Foods, it's just one little like cabinet. It, it's like not even a quarter. Are of you the sure aisle. you weren't going through the employees' clothing? No, no. <laughs> yeah. Listen, like it, it's not <laughs> wow. even. Look, look at they even put stuff in the pockets. <laughs> it's not even a quarter of the aisle. It's just like it's the end of where the soap is, yeah. and it's just uh, maybe like three different shirts and two different pairs of pants and, like, a kid's shirt. You it's walk very in, random. You walk into my one Acme because Acme has two entrances, and so the Acme entrance closer to the freezer you section. You walk into my Acme. <laughs> you walk in, and there are, like, dresses, and, and it's female clothes, um, dresses and, um, I don't know, like, paisley tops and stuff like that. Kath, I feel yeah, like print we, section. I feel like we should do a, a an Acme fashion show. <laughs> <laughs> If you do it, you get it. Yes, we'll we'll, we'll get it on television. All right, let me go to some. Our, our phone lines are all lit up. I'm going to go to Katie. Hi, Katie. Good morning. Good morning, it guys. Good morning, it, it to you, uh, Katie. So you you bought clothing at uh, CVS. I sure did. Um, what would you buy? So I bought a, I bought a dress. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. 
so I was down in Sea Isle uh, with my family and friends, um, and we were going to a bar after we were on the beach. Right. Uh, and we were, you know, down the ocean swimming. And I came back, and someone had taken um, my my top. Huh. So all I, you know, so all I had was shorts and my bathing suit top. And they didn't let you into no shower happy hour without like actual clothing. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't so, like you walked in the CVS and you went, "Oh my god, this is so cute! I have to have this." I've never said that. In a season. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why that's why I had asked Casey if he was down the shore because right. places like that will have different merchandise than the CVS, you know, around right. here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was emergency clothes. Like no one, no one ever yeah. goes choosably shopping at All CVS right. for anything. Katie, have you worn it other than that one occasion? Um, I I kept it and I was like, you know, it could be like an emergency dress. And then I think honestly, within a month, I was like, I am never going to wear this crap ever again. <laughs> okay. Do you All keep right. emergency clothing in your car, Preston? Thanks, Katie. I used to, uh, and I have not. Since I injured my shoulder, I, I would keep extra golf clothing yeah. uh, in my in my, the trunk of my car <laughs> in case all of a sudden it's like, hey, you got time to go play golf, you know, and, and just go ahead and, and do it. But I haven't done that in a while, but I used to keep a full set uh, and varieties for the season. Sure. Of clothes. Well, you're playing yeah. golf, yeah. Uh, but, but you know what? It's a good idea to have I think a, so. a change of clothes. I keep a sundress car. and four quarts of cool wind. <laughs> yeah. I keep a sweater because I'm always cold. So no matter where I go, at least like if I, you know, start to get cold or whatever, I have it in my car. You wouldn't just think of hopping in a CBS and picking up a sweater? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to Dave next. Hi, Dave. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, not a whole lot. All so. Right. I deliver for a local soda company, so I've seen this stuff at you know CVS's, Rite Aid's, and Walgreens all the time. I thought the same thing as Casey. What kind of you know person would buy clothes from here? So one day I'm delivering, and I'm waiting to get checked in, and I had a rough lunch, so I squeezed the fart out. Wasn't a fart. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! So, so here I am after delivering, buying a pair of underwear and shorts from Rite Aid. Yes, yeah, so right. Underwear you'll find in in a lot of places. I, I found. I think a lot of people picked up, or a lot of the the uh, businesses have picked up on the fact that occasionally people get in a uh, tight situation like you were in yeah. and need that. But the the concept of dresses and pants and well, all that stuff. He bought a pair of shorts too. Did so, you? Yeah. I huh. laughed at the idea, and then I needed it in my most dire moment. Wow! Wow! Saved you. Nice. I wonder what yeah. what the most elaborate Thanks, piece of Dave. clothing you could purchase at a uh, could, could you in fact are there suit jackets? Yeah. Are there a tuxedo? Are there shoes? <laughs> I think there's a lot of local fare at places like this. So um, people are texting in like there's one in Lansdale, a CVS, for example, and they can get a Lansdale T-shirt or whatever. And so right. I think that's you know okay. Like, uh, my friend Katie Rose just texted me. She got she got a um, Broomall shirt, Casey, at the Broomall CVS. Oh, what about the clothes at Cracker Barrel? They've got like a decent selection. Well, that's is a actual decent store. selection. Yeah. Really, yeah, it is a store. It's a full, yeah. it's a full Chachki store. Yeah. yeah, and you can get all the Mel Tillis CDs you want. Preston, they have—I don't know if "decent" is the correct word—but they have more clothing than you think they'd have there. Okay, all right. I will have to peruse Again, the aisles. I think once you cross over to having an on-premises tailor, that's when. <laughs> yeah. I'll go to Nicole next. Hi, Nicole. Good morning. Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, Nicole. What's up? Uh, so I, I know that I've used CVS clothes at least three different times in my life. <laughs> three different uh, times. Explain. Yeah. So, like, preface this by I'm, I'm from a really small town in upstate New York. Um, and, like, during the summertime, my sisters and I would just, like, wander around the hometown. And there's, like, nothing to do. But yeah. it would get really hot. So you'd duck into a business. CVS was just such a business. And we're just, like, 
wandering around in the air conditioning and then it's like well i have some allowance money in my pocket hey look at this a tunic you know like there's <laughs> some random thing so it's out of boredom rather than pure desperation i guess and, and, um, and what, what were the what were the items that you bought did you actually buy a tunic um i think yeah one time i did <laughs> One time I did uh, I'm a, t- a tank top. That was another thing. And, like, whatever just has, like, a pattern that's like, well, I haven't seen that before. And, I mean, like, largely the patterns that you haven't seen before in CVS are because they're ugly as thin and nobody else is going to use them. But, like, I, I that's never... one reason. Another reason was, like, at one point I was at CVS for some other purpose, like, a legitimate CVS purpose. And I was pregnant at the time, much, much later. And I uh, and I was like, hey, look, leggings. I've been meaning to get leggings because I'm <laughs> desperate and pregnant. And so I just snagged the leggings. And that was a bad decision. But, like, you know, you make those decisions. Right, right. Um, so I guess it comes in handy <laughs> if you live in a rural area or if you're pregnant. Uh, I yeah. think that's what you're, what you're looking for. Or both. Interesting. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Nicole. All right. So yep. we, we've gotten rural, rural area pregnant. Crapped your pants and somebody stole your shirt. Right. right. All right. But nobody's ever gone there and gone, well, wow, with, this is cute. Or with the intent of purchasing clothing, that always seems to be a afterthought. Let's try Jenny out because she may have intended to do this. Hi, Jenny. Good morning. Good morning. Hey. So you bought clothing at CVS. I have. And so it started out with, you know, going there just to get, you know, regular drugstore stuff. And I turned and I saw this shirt and I was like, when did CVS get clothes? And I'm always looking for clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm like flea markets, anywhere I find something cute. Oh, boy. And Yeah. And so I was like, whoa. So I bought this. And Kathy, it was like when the shark bite shirts were really popular, um, you know, that different cut at <laughs> yeah. the bottom of it. And I, I was really impressed. So I bought it. And now when I go to CVS, I'm looking for something. Re- really? Uh, yes. Wow! I will have to check that out. It's been I, I've I'm in CVS fairly frequently, you know, and, and or Rite Aid's, so, you know, uh, and there's no uh, I've well, never I noticed the clothing. Women, I'm going to tell you, you're going to be disappointed because I've only ever seen women's clothing. I know. Oh, damn it! Sexist. Yeah. So, now I got all excited. You know, maybe you might pick up some tights and just relax on the weekend. Yeah, do that. I love some tights or win the shark bite shirt. All right, bye bye, Jenny. Thanks bye a lot. bye, Jenny. All right, we'll see. You. Oh um, my God, this person bought tops at CVS for his wife for Christmas. Oh no! <laughs> if that doesn't say last minute gift, I don't know what. Does. Why did you just throw your hands up, Preston? I, I would do something like that. I would if I was there, you know, getting, you know, some makeup or whatever that she may have needed. And I saw, oh, I get one of those, too. She likes deodorant. (laughs) Um, Nick had pulled up the CVS line of clothing online. And there is an extensive array of blouses. And that actually, you know, there's also like. Christmas sweaters. Well, and this stuff was Cracker like that. Barrel. Oh, that's oh, Cracker Barrel. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Cracker Barrel has an God. entire section on their website uh, dedicated to women's clothing. <laughs> Outerwear, <You know? laughs> handbags and wallets, hats and scarves. I did. Man. It is kind of fun to tinker around there while you're waiting for your uh, for your table. I'll, I'll tell you this: it, it's one of the great joys when you go into a place that's completely something else. Yes, and, and you yeah. do find a section yeah. like. Well, Cho's is the perfect example in our in our building here. It's it's a tiny stationery, like convenience store, and you'll go in there. We used to joke about it. You'd find like transmission oil, you know, yeah. transmission fluid, I should say, <laughs> diamond and, ring, yeah, diamond <laughs> ring, and VHS tapes. Uh, it's just a crazy amount no, of stock. I love that. I love that find 
at a place that you're not expecting right, it. Right, right, right. Uh, like I will go CVS clothing. Yeah. Next to Dawn. Uh, Dawn, good morning. Good morning, it. Hey, good morning, good morning it. It's never going away. Dawn, what's up? So I go to CVS pretty frequently. Um, some might say maniacally. They give you extra bucks, right? So I'm, I go food shopping. I get my extra bucks. My extra bucks buys me a sweater. From CVS. From CVS. A sweater from CVS? Oh, because... Extra bucks is like your Kohl's cash, something like that? Yep, it's okay. like your Kohl's cash. So okay. you get your CVS bucks back, and then I just go right back in line, and I've got a sweater, <laughs> I've got leggings, I've got earrings. <laughs> Let me ask you something, Dawn. Have you ever tried on any clothing in CVS? Absolutely not. And I will warn you, there is a muffin top situation going on with the leggings. <laughs> Oh, really? Okay. So they're not even good leggings. <laughs> they're not, but they're so comfortable and they're free. How, how, how much, on average, we have to assume these 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 articles of clothing are much cheaper, correct? Not especially. No really? Alone were like, no, the sweater alone was like... How, how much? Like Sixty. She's in. Sixteen. No. Oh, I, I, in fact, I checked the price on the je- on the because I almost bought corduroy jeggings. Yeah, jeggings. Sw- For yourself or I'm as confused. a joke? As a okay. joke? As a joke? But um, and they were I think fifteen ninety nine. Oh, so yeah. does like, well, does Walgreens have it? Does Rite Aid? Does Rite? Do they carry clothing yes, as well? We're getting texts coming in from people who've gotten stuff at Rite Aid. You know, in fact, I wouldn't mind opening this up to anywhere <laughs> that does not sell clothing that you bought clothing from like and Hallmark. I'll, well, I go. Yeah, I bought a. I bought Rochelle a, a T-shirt for. I was there getting gift cards for her birthday. Yeah, and but they had you know Hallmark Channel yeah, yeah. T-shirts oh. that were really funny. So I got her one of those while I was there, and and socks. <laughs> well, I mean, it makes a bit a little bit more sense. But I've I purchased two two coats from uh, True Value Hardware Store. <laughs> Like Carhartt, like. But I mean, what happens is they okay. they sell to contractors. Yeah. So a lot of that stuff is just meant to you know. Do they sell clothes at like uh, Home Depot or Lowe's? They do. They do. They do. They'll, they'll sell. Kind of they'll sell. They'll like, sell like emergency worker um, okay. clothing right. or, or like or heavy slickers, duty, yeah. heavy duty stuff. Yeah. All right, but I mean less Not, practical and right. more sundresses and uh, when the shark bite shirts. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Hang on. I'm gonna go to Matt. Hey, Matt. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, buddy? So it may have been three or four summers ago. <laughs> I, uh, I was going to a barbecue for July 4th. I don't know if it was Freehold or somewhere in that area. And I made a, a mixed drink, like a, an energy drink in a water bottle. Mm-hmm. And the cap wasn't on. <laughs> and I, sh- I shook it, and it shook all over my, my, my T-shirt, my white T-shirt. So I got close to the house, and there was a Petco or a PetSmart or something like that. And I knew they had clothes because there was a gag gift we did for Christmas. <laughs> So I walked in there, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll get lucky, and I could turn one of these shirts inside out. And I happened to find a shirt with two gerbils on it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) you don't need to turn that inside out. Wear your gerbils proudly. Wow. So, so yeah, so I turned it inside out, and it was like a white T-shirt. It just happened to have two gerbils on it. I would have kept the gerbils outside. So at a pet smart. Okay. All right. That you wouldn't expect to find. I've I've never seen clothing there before. I I agree with Kathy, though. When you're in a place and there's something that the the entire inventory is something other, and you find the anomaly, like, oh, my God, look what they sell here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Why would they sell this? Why would they sell this? Mm -hmm. Uh, I will go next to Kathy. Hey, Kathy, good morning. Hi, um, I think, are you talking to me, Kathy? Yes, I am. Hi, 
Hi. Hi. Good morning, guys. <laughs> I bought a onesie at a grocery store um, as a gift, in fact, and I intentionally, like, went. You went I, intentionally to go purchase this onesie? I was there the week prior, actually grocery shopping. I saw this onesie. It had a giant owl on it. My sister lives in Florida, loves owls, and it said, there's somebody in King of Prussia who loves you. I was like, that's adorable. That's there you okay. go. No, so that's I, cute. I've seen baby baby clothing in um, supermarkets. In, 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 yeah, in, in those sections, you'll see the bibs, you'll see the onesies, you'll see some of that stuff. When we were growing up, we I don't think for uh, maybe for seven or eight years of our uh, you know my life. All my sneakers came from a bin in the supermarket. It was all like, and they had a little piece of plastic that connected them together. My my mother would pull out the, you know, my size, look for the basic size. It was an approximation. We used to get a lot of clothing from supermarkets. Hmm. Uh, speaking of that, let me go to Courtney. Hey, Courtney, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hi, what's up, Courtney? So that's so funny that Steve says that. Um, I'm 38 now, but back when I was about eight or nine, um, I was at a Thriftway supermarket with my dad, and they had a bin of really cool sneakers at the end of the aisle. And I asked my dad, can you get me these? I love these. These are so cool. And he looks at the price, and he goes, oh, God, no, I can't afford these, and throws them back in the bin. So he sends me to another aisle to grab something. I go and get it for him. I meet him back at our shopping cart. And as we're in line, I notice shoelaces sticking out from underneath my dad's sweatshirt. We get home, and my dad's unloading the groceries and pulls a pair of sneakers out from underneath his sweatshirt. He shoplifted them? He shoplifted my sneakers oh my from God. the Thriftway supermarket in the Port Richmond Village. Yes, he did. <laughs> what? Dear God, what a criminal. So my dad, um, his money went more to his extracurricular activities. Oh, so his his moral compass didn't necessarily point to the north. So and he wasn't about to pay supermarket prices for shoes. Oh God, no! Well, no and he had, he had to get his kids. Like yeah. his oh my God! No way. So yeah, which wasn't the first time he took me shoplifting with him, but it was the first time he shoplifted something for me. And Normally, from the grocery was, store, wow. don't you? But isn't that but always a special moment? From the grocery store, but definitely first time the it was clothing from the grocery store, for though. Me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that was his loving act for Preston, you. Preston, do you remember the Thanks, first Courtney. things you shoplifted for each of your children? Oh, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was happened so many times, I don't remember the first time <laughs> I did it. Yeah, I can't out. remember the first time. Uh, hang on, let me go to Janice. Hi, Janice, good morning. Hi. Hi, what's up, Janice? So, you got to tell Preston that the Ace Hardware in Harleysville... Sells clothes. Preston, yeah, hey, Preston, Preston, the yeah. Ace Hardware oh. in Harleysville sells clothes. No, Thank Kathy, you. He, she was talking to Steve. Steve, can you tell oh, Preston? Yes. Yeah. Okay, Preston, yeah. the Ace Hardware in Harleysville sells clothes. Yeah, uh, I, 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 it's kind of wild. I guess a lot of hardware stores sell clothing. Well, Janice is right. At that particular Ace, they sell. They do. They all have. They have all kinds of home goods and things like that. Are you talking to me? As well as clothing. <laughs> I, this is true. No, but could you tell Steve? Uh, so yeah, they they do have. Uh, that's right. I forgot about that. Thank you. Uh, uh, Janice. Um, let me go uh, to Carrie wanted to comment on the hardware store too. Hey Carrie, good morning. Hi, I got uh, children's pajamas and my son a pair of boxers at a hardware store up in the Thousand Islands because it was a Canadian company brand that I absolutely love and I got excited because I didn't have to go shopping anywhere else. I could get them at the hardware store. You, all right, you just so you just brought up something and I just remembered this from the other day. I, I was in line, I was getting uh, I was getting motor oil from the the True Value on uh, Ridge 
uh, Avenue, and I'm there, and I at, in the big box, Preston, they have holiday, super thick, like, sock slipper things mm-hmm. with rubber yep. nubs on the bottom, and I'm like, oh, I want these <laughs> for myself. Mm-hmm. And they were only, now, it said for women, and I'm like, What's the diff? What's the delineation? Doesn't matter. You feel like a woman sometimes. There you go. Absolutely. Get in touch with the feminine side. Why can't I wear these? Thanks, Carrie. Appreciate it. Um, Let's go. Girls. Actually, there's a place not Are you far. Ready, girls? There's a, there's a place not far from me. It's in Harleysville, and it's called uh, Tractor Supply. Yeah. yeah. And they great sell, sushi. They sell all kinds of clothes there. Do uh, they? They they also have an entire. Boot and shoe section. I almost got cowboy boots there. Ooh, uh, but yeah, they have. Uh, I was surprised at, at what portion of their. Why were you in Tractor Supply? Uh, just it was new, and I wanted to see what okay. was in there. And I went by, and I'm like, they got they got lots of stuff. Don't think of Kathy's ass. Don't think of Kathy's ass. I'm going to the Tractor Place. <laughs> got to get my mind off some stuff. By the way, this is how it all started. Wasn't I know. It? Yeah. <laughs> Your jumpsuit. I had a whole other thing I was going to go to. Sorry about that. No, no. Kathy's ass. Don't think about Kathy's ass. So what kind of tractors do you sell here? I'm actually uh, glad we started talking about this. Some of the texts that came in, uh, this one says, uh, the only clothing the the CVS by my house sells is old fat guy Jimmy Buffett Hawaiian shirts. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yes, I have seen that there. Have you? Yes. Okay. Here's another one that says, from Philly, moved to Texas over a year ago. Clothing in a grocery store is normal here in Texas. They have some sprawling. I think that one of the, their chains out there is Tom Thumb Page, okay. which is super huge. Like a, uh, you know, and yeah, everything you want you can find there, but a lot of it is just weird stuff. Can we all go to CVS today and everyone buy the uh, your favorite item? Five we'll, favorite piece of clothing? Yeah, I would we'll love bring to do it in that. tomorrow. I would right. love to do I'll that. Do it. I'll this do one it. says, my wife has purchased underwear at ShopRite. Yeah, sucks to be me. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I do think, and I'm trying to find this picture, there is a big difference between buying something. And renting it. No, ironically. Oh, okay. All right, because uh, I have a picture of me and Chuck when we were in Disney on our way to the airport. We stopped at a gas station. Right. And there were, uh, so we, I ironically bought like old lady t-shirts. Kitschy, that, kitschy, kitschy stuff. Kitschy, kitschy no, that, stuff. I completely get that. There's a big difference between buying stuff like that right. and actually buying quote unquote fashion. No, I right. agree. I agree. Where you're, where you're actually go, oh my God, I cannot wait to wear this. Right. <laughs> To the wedding. I'm in a pinch. Yeah. Let me head to the right aid to get my wedding dress. Hey, we got to take a break, but and I don't have time to go to the call, but Mike said he worked at CVS. They would have leather jackets around Christmas time. Stop <laughs> it. Leather wow. or right. faux leather? It says Can leather, we find out? Le- well, I'll yeah. go to him real right. quick, but we got to take a break. Right. I'm going to go to Mike. Hey, Mike. Yep. Yep. So leather or like a uh, pleather? Uh, it was definitely like a fake leather. Okay, okay so fake, fake leather. leather. Yeah, but yeah. still, <laughs> you wouldn't expect that at a CVS, right? <laughs> no, I right, wouldn't but... expect that at all. <laughs> Not at all. All right, thanks, Mike. <laughs> you tell Steve that they had them? Uh, all right, so a number of calls on the line that we're not going to be able to get to. Some uh, people found clothing in Family Dollar. I would think a dollar store. Dollar store is where you're going to get that sort of stuff. Yeah, as opposed to... Not in know, a hardware store. Or a, a pharmacy or a grocery store. Or a tractor supply place. That, too. Interesting. All right, well, thank you for the calls. I appreciate it. We do need to take a break. Stay with us. It's not like we need to say this, but we're going to do it anyway. 2020 pretty much sucked big, dirty, hairy moose balls. 
But if you really think about it, there were some good things. Like when you and the MMR family pulled together for Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, helping feed so many of our neighbors in need. Then there was the MMR Saturday Night Concert Series to help remind us how much we love live music. You came out and safely donated over 600 pints of blood. And you joined us as we presented the live-in at the drive-in concert series with the Struts, Bert Kreischer, and others. All in all, Philadelphians did what we always do, kept our heads on straight and worked through it to see the light at the end of the tunnel that's not an oncoming train. Thank you for hanging through 2020 with us. And here's to a better 2021 from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Well, maybe the 21-year-old driver looked at his teeth in the mirror to ensure that nothing was stuck in them because he had a big date. Whatever the case, Ken's choice on August 16th to look at his teeth in the mirror while behind the wheel of a Honda Accord appears to have been a poor one. That's because he crashed head-on into a sheriff's deputy marked patrol vehicle. The incident happened as the deputy said he was southbound when a northbound Honda drifted into the opposite lane of travel and crashed head-on with him. Well, good news, you no longer have anything in your teeth because you have no teeth. The deputy reported that before the crash, he stopped his patrol vehicle, honked the horn, and activated the siren to get the driver's attention. Evidently, it didn't work. Uh, The crash pushed the deputy's vehicle back about four feet. Uh, The driver of the Honda said he was looking at his teeth in the mirror when he came into contact with the patrol vehicle. I have a hot day tonight. Uh, Drivers of motor vehicles are encouraged to keep their eyes on the road as opposed to their teeth. They almost insist on it. Yes. Uh, Lamia Singfield of Akron, Ohio, called the police after she purchased a pack of smoked turkey tails from the grocery store, (laughs) opened the package to find one of the tails that resembled a human penis. Uh, She detailed her experience on Facebook Live where she eventually noted she was calling the police just in case the meat was actually a human penis. I didn't see a picture of this, but apparently she thought it looked it just like Really? Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. And do we get the impression that she knows what a human penis looks I, like? I don't think so, judged on the picture that Nick has pulled up right I, now. He looks just like a human penis. Uh, Akron police brought the mystery meat to the Summit County Medical Examiner's Office for testing. Your car looks like a penis. Wednesday morning, an investigator noted the meat was pork, not human, and was likely a pigtail. Uh, Singfield declined to comment on the incident after the results were released. But on Tuesday, she said that regardless, the meat was mislabeled and wasn't a turkey tail. Is there a Mr. Singfeld? I don't even know what a turkey tail is. Neither do I. I, I don't want to eat one. Maybe it's like a turkey sausage or something. I'm not really sure. But is she, it a turkey ass? She thought this was a penis, so I do not know. Nick will look up sausages. turkey tails, and uh, we'll see if we can figure that out. Maybe that's the stories that turkeys tell. Uh, it <laughs> wasn't until the following day that Kathy Kenyon considered whether her bold approach to shooing three bears out of her kitchen might have been unsafe. She said at the time, stupidly, I didn't feel that afraid. Kenyon was watching television around 9.30 p.m. in the home, and she and her husband, Don Redfoot, have uh, lived there since 2018. 
Everything from white-tailed deer to moose, bobcats, and large predators like black bears and mountain lions have been photographed on their property using a game camera. But when something black and furry scurried into the TV room and then quickly back out, her first thought wasn't that it was a bear cub. Instead, she thought it was a neighbor's uh, dog. It's a black dog. Stepping into the doorway to the kitchen to investigate, she quickly figured out the intruder was a mother black bear and her two cubs. Very dangerous. Totally. They had pushed out a screen in a partly open window and crawled in to dine on freshly bought peaches and Hershey's chocolates. You have turkey tails. She said the cubs seemed particularly fond of those. Redfoot, he was in the bedroom when he heard a crash and went in to investigate, calling out to his wife, Kathy, what are you doing out there? Stepping around the corner, he came face-to-face with the mama bear. And then he pushed his wife into the kitchen. He quickly opened the front door, hoping that it would give the bear an escape route. The black bear was only about 10 feet away. Wow. Uh, He said it wasn't like she was being threatening. It was like she wanted to greet me. Hi. Unwilling to find... These are my children. This is Stan and this is Eleanor. Uh, Unwilling to find out the bear's intentions, Redfoot quickly retreated to the bedroom and closed the door. Where are you going, pussy? Uh, Kenyon, uh, the wife, called out, Don, there's a bear in the house. Her first instinct was to find her cell phone and call the local Fish and Wildlife Park's game warden, Matt Heaton, for advice. Yeah, Matt Heaton. Uh, instead, she decided to clap and yell at the bears to see if she could scare them back outside. Uh, the mother bear jumped out of the open window, but the cubs lingered while eating the chocolates. Yeah, if you screw with the cubs, that's, that can be very problematic. And at some point in the confusion, she yelled at her husband, Don, to take photographs. She said, I meant the cubs, not me. I'm watching Jeopardy. She said, Don is always taking pictures. <laughs> uh, to urge... Imagine that kind of life where you're sort of... Sort of ah, there's bears in the kitchen. Uh, to urge the last cub out, Kenyon picked up the dislodged window screen and advanced. She estimated the screen was about five feet long, and that screen was certainly effective protections, he said. Yeah, clearly. But Kenyon, she said, felt safe since she was uh, close to the adjacent room and a door that she could quickly close if her bluff was called. But the window, I'm sorry, with the gently prodding, the cub left through the window. Uh, She said it never appeared threatening or fierce. It appeared nonchalant and not too concerned about me. The problem is once they know that's a food source, they'll be back. Yeah. So, and in fact, there's a there's a follow-up to this. So, the photo that was posted on Reddit's, uh, Redfoot's Facebook page shows her, the Kenyan, in profile with her mouth open and hands apart clapping across the kitchen about 10 feet on the shelf below the window. Two large furry black bear cubs lurk. The tactic worked. She said the club, uh, the cub left and... Uh, uh, Kenyon rushed over to quickly close the window behind it, and that's when the mama bear's face popped into view at very close range. Since this was on Reddit, did the bears say what they thought was overrated? No, they didn't, unfortunately. Uh, but anyhow, she said uh, the mama bear was trying to crawl back in, and she said that's when I I, I, she, I began to question whether I had made a prudent decision. So they remained for a couple of minutes looking back at us. They were expecting us to invite them back in. The bears returned the next day. Uh, but they didn't gain entry this time, so this you're is right. Uncle Grizzly. Yeah, they can. Uh, they can. Yeah. Uh, return. All right, and uh, that's all we have time for. Oh. Sorry, a little bit short. Yeah, it was a good bear story, so it took a little bit of time. Oh, yes. Yeah, right. Turkey yeah. tails are essentially the uh, the meat around the turkey butt, and apparently it's really tender and really delicious, and uh, people don't like it because it's the tail. It's that end, but it's like it's kind of like pork butt. Like it's a, a really tender, juicy part of the uh, the bird. Actually, the, you know, the pork butt is actually the shoulder, and the shoulder is the butt. They crap it, out of their shoulders? Yeah. It's weird. No, no, they call they call the butt is actually up on the front here, uh, and the shoulder is, is the rear okay. quarter, I believe. Wait, so when so they weird. wear shoulder pads, they wear them on their asses? On their asses, yes. 
Chase just asked what this was. He was reading a book, and it was in there, and I was like, I have no idea what it is. What, <laughs> pork butt? Pork or, butt. No. Okay. Yeah. It's called Asses of the Animal oh, Kingdom. Ham ass. You guys know there's a big turkey population in so- South Jersey? Uh, no. You just like, they're there. Like, Wild turkey? Like, yeah. Oh. Like all over the place. Huh. Like, like it's normal out there. I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. All flippant about their wild turkey population. We're looking at a picture. Actually, the butt is the top of the front shoulder, and the pork shoulder is the lower part near uh, the leg. And what's the actual butt? Getting towards the hock. I don't know. Yeah, what is it? I don't is, know. Is, it is it because the meat is? What is the ass of a of a uh, of a of a pig called? <laughs> yeah. Ham ham. It's a ham ass. There okay. you go. Well, there you go. It is ham ass. All right. Ham home. Yeah. We plenty of people eat that. It's yummy. Ham ass. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Be back in a moment. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to get our friend on the line. He has got a comedy special that is out, and it is described as a multimedia comedy special loaded with really dumb stuff. <laughs> yeah, just watch the trailer. That's and, all you need to do. And it is called Gnarly. Please welcome our buddy Steve-O yeah! to the show. Hey, Steve-O. Hey, man. Dude, so good to be back with you guys, man. I love you, dude. Uh, we appreciate it, man. We love having you on. Listen, dude, and I love the fact <laughs> that you had named the show Gnarly because I use that word all the time, especially when it's really hot out. I describe <laughs> it as being totally gnarly. I, my, I have a neighbor across the street, and I was talking to him about the weather, and he's much older than I am, and I said gnarly, and I'm like, I wonder how stupid I sound to him. <laughs> but, but gnarly's yeah. a, a perfect description, I would imagine, for what we can find in the special, right? Oh, dude, it, it's the only thing that I could have called it. Like, I've been through your guys' station, you know, hanging out, yeah. talking about my stand-up comedy many times, and uh, I've been very fortunate in Philadelphia at, at, at uh, the Helium Comedy Club with uh, great turnout. But here's the thing about about this, right? Like, my, my stand-up has always been just, like, the stories about the craziest things I've done, the craziest things that have happened to me. And... And when I was putting together this new show, uh, at one point it just struck me that all of these crazy stories in this new act were things that happened on camera at some point. So then I thought, well, what if I made my new special, like the stand-up, but I edit into the edit in the footage so that the footage illustrates the stories I'm talking about. Wow. And yeah, my okay. head exploded. I mean, it's it's, it, point, it's a perfect way to package it. I mean, so basically something that you're doing right. on stage, it actually goes effortlessly right into a special of this nature, just watching the production value. And I'm going to watch this tonight. I wanted to make sure I'm going to be able to set time aside and watch it. It's streaming. It's not expe- – it was like nine, ten bucks to, 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 to do it. You can go yeah. right, right to your site to get it. But it looks like it has a like a it has a real jackass movie, you know, production level to it, and then the stand up as well. So it's I think it's a perfect synergy of these things. Oh, dude, I'm so excited about it, man! And and I, yeah, as far as production, I, mean, I spent over a quarter million dollars making this thing. It's the most money I've spent <laughs> on anything in my life, and uh, I couldn't be more happy about it. It's like. It's so explicit, too, that I just, I mean, just so filled with, like, terrible things 
and uh, I love it. You know, you know what, <laughs> you know what's though. In a way, as I was watching it, it is I'm, I'm watching the, the footage, and I'm getting excited to watch the, the the full thing. There, there was a point I'm sure in your life, and like you know, and, and Johnny Knoxville. You know, you have everybody. You have you have Johnny Knoxville, and you have Wee Man, and uh, and uh, Pontius and uh, Pontius and and um, the whole collective. But anyway, you have all those guys, and I'm sure there's a time at which you and you you told us about it here, where you're like. I don't know. Does this, you know, does this, the stuff that I do, does that pour into this next stage of my life? Well, here you are. And yes, it does. You found a way to move it along and still do it and do it in a way um, that still works. It still holds up because there's such outlandish stuff. And there's one stunt in particular that I know you basically got pretty incinerated on and that's uh in in the special i mean so so as, as you're putting it together do, do you you yourself when you're on tour with the show and doing these video segments do you say to yourself i, I still got it i still got it <laughs> yeah well there's there's a sense that like I, I you know i'm running out of time i better hurry up <laughs> and, and do my my craziest stuff ever before it gets creepy to watch me do it. Uh, well, it, it's, and, uh, but it's not. It, it's it, you're doing it, and it's yeah. it's it's to me. It seems just as fresh as ever. Oh, dude, I I I, love, I really feel that it, for this, I I totally got away with it, with the exception of the one stunt that left me covered in skin grafts. But uh, you know what are you going to do? <laughs> well, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's he's talking he's talking over it. Just just if you're not sure about whether you want to watch it, just watch the teaser. Go to go to go to Steve's uh, go to a site and just run the the preview. And the, it looks like you're on the ground in flames. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it was uh, it was called the stunt was called Fire Angels. <laughs> Okay. So I was laying down, uh, like you need when you lay in the snow and you make snow angels. Yeah, yeah. And I was I was laying down in rocket engine fuel. Oh my <laughs> god! Um, yeah. And, and Steve, I'm looking at your your Instagram and and your stunningly beautiful girlfriend that you. I guess it was her birthday back in May, and you posted some pictures of the two of you together. What does she have any say in any of this stuff that you undertake? She. Um, is, is for the most part right there, you know, facilitating the the production. Wow! Absolutely, you know, pr- pretty much down with everything, uh, except she doesn't like it when I'm naked. Uh, and if, I, if, if it involves having my wiener out, she doesn't like it too much. Except she did paint my wiener <laughs> for the one for the for, for one, one bit of the scene. I didn't want it all to be old stories. So what I did was I filmed all new crazy jackass stuff to uh to, to fill it up with with new stuff as well and uh one of my bits was um you know based on the premise that women can paint their boobs and walk around oh my god so why can't I, so why can't i paint my wiener whatever i want and uh so yeah that was that that one was a lot of fun. Well, there's a, there's a little clip where you see you you appear to be uh, in what a, like bike shorts, like you're on a bicycle and you're come down you're coming down some steps and it doesn't go quite right and a guy comes over to help and obviously you've staged the fall so that the guy will come over and help you and then, then he clearly notices that it's your 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 dong is painted black. Yeah, and, and, and right when I. Uh, Right, right, right. When I was getting ready to go film that bit, we had me all done up as a hardcore cyclist, 
and uh, with my shorts painted on, I, I texted a photo to Johnny Knoxville of me all done up like that, and he wrote back, that's the smallest black one I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so were they all excited? Because, as you said, Knoxville, Wee Man, uh, Preston Lacey, and, 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 and Bam, obviously. Good to see Bam, um, you know, in, yeah. in this. That's cool. Uh, it, 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 it was everyone just, I mean, I'm sure you didn't have to convince anybody. I'm sure they eagerly came back. It was, it was the first time. I mean, it's so cool. To the, the first time the entire Jackass cast got together for a project since we lost Ryan Dunn nine years ago. Right. I mean, it meant so much. And, and, and this is for the opening sequence, as well as the guys intermittently come on stage throughout the show and, and do stunts live in the special as well. God, this thing's so loaded, and, and I love it. For the opening sequence, uh, you know, like like most comedy specials, you know, you got to get into the theater. So I thought, why don't I make a billboard, uh, you know, promoting the special itself on one of those billboard trucks that you see driving around Las Vegas. Well, duct tape me to the billboard truck, and the guys can torture me and stuff. So they, you know, they're, like, Knoxville's hitting baseballs at, at my head while I'm duct taped to this truck. And we all have a big laugh at the whole cast of Jackass. And then they drive the truck down the highway with me duct taped to it hundreds of miles. It's, uh, like, because I taped the show in Denver and we did the, the opening sequence in LA. Oh, my God. And, uh, so. So, yeah, we, I was driven that first day. I was driven 200 miles. Uh, taped to taped the to the side of a truck. Uh, okay. Yeah. And what about sunburn? <laughs> I was wondering that, too, sunburn. But, but how about, uh, I would imagine, did people try to, you know, follow you for a long time once they realized that it was you on the side of the billboard? Um, we... See, the way that we did it, we knew that we would never get out of Los Angeles, you know, with uh, with me in plain sight, taped to the... So we taped me to the side of the truck, and I was up there. Then we mounted a box over me. So I was still taped to the truck, but not visible. And we drove... And we drove out of L.A. to Barstow, and then we took off the box and just got, got us flying down the highway 80 miles an hour with semi-trucks... <laughs> You know, and, and all that. I was taped to the truck for eight hours the first day. Oh, my God. Jesus we, Christ. You guys are always true like, to your word like that. Oh, my God, that's so funny. Uh, yeah, man, it was. It, it really felt like, uh, you know, like making a jackass movie all with right. all the guys. And, uh, God, it's, just, it's so much fun. Well, we, I, we're I'm really excited, guys. man. We, yeah. And, and by the way, we want to point out it's only available with a stream on stevo.com. It's good. That's the only place you'll be able to see it, right? Okay, yeah. we'll make sure uh, everybody is aware. It's nine ninety nine. We know you got to run, Steve-O, and we can't wait till yeah. all this craziness is over and we can see you back in Philly and in our studio, okay? Right on, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You guys are top five favorite radio stations. Oh, oh man, we appreciate that. Thank you, Thank you. Nice. Appreciate it. Steve-O, guys! Yeah! Gnarly! Steve-O's awesome, man. He's not kidding. You saw the footage running up here on the on the preview. I'm going to watch tonight because I want to I wanna, yeah. make sure I'm not distracted. Just sit down. But you remember when you started to see that first Jackass stuff, when you started to see that show... And you're like, I can't believe what I'm watching. And the fact that they're, you know, on in years in their lives and they're still doing stuff this crazy mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is amazing. Didn't you say, Steve, that uh, Bam has been on a sober tour? Yeah, Bam. So he, I follow him on Instagram and he was doing this thing where he was going around with skateboarders and he was, it was like a sober tour. 
and uh, that I, and I, I don't know the exact name of what it was doing, but it, it seemed basically reaching out to people, you know, to show that you can embrace the the parts of the lifestyle that he really loved at, right at the beginning without the addiction. Good. Yeah. And yeah. Then, I hope it's taken for him. It did for Steve-O. Changed his life. Yeah. Saved his life. Uh, and he was, he was, he was the was worst. Had, he, was, he was the worst. And he was he was one of the worst. And he's, he was headed down a path of destruction. And it is it is turned around, saved his life. And yeah. he's like, man, yeah. he's happy to be alive. And so, he's like, you know, warts and all all over uh, Instagram. And he did. There's uh, one Instagram video that he put up that it because he documented yeah. Like almost all of it. And it, he kind of goes through like he basically did every single drug out there. And uh, and and it's all there on film and he puts it on Instagram. Crazy. Wow. So the special's only 10 bucks. Uh, you know, yep. it's, it's well worth it. Yep, absolutely. Uh well let me see. I guess I should uh, we got a few minutes I should clean some stuff out. All right, let's do it. Otherwise I got some stuff to talk about. Let's see what we can find. What's in, what's in Oops, excuse me. <laughs> How oh, embarrassing. <laughs> Let me dig back in oh, here yeah. again. Oh, so, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, Kathy, have you ever heard of a nap dress? <laughs> uh, no. Is that something you sleep in? It's a new pandemic fashion trend. A nap dress? Yes. Uh, the term is trademarked by Hill House Home founder. <laughs> I should read ahead. <laughs> Hill House Home founder. Uh, Nell Diamond. Uh, in January, Nell came up with this uh, before the pandemic gained recognition in the U.S. <laughs> yes. Is it actually a dress that you take a nap in, or is that just the is that just what they call the dress? Well, the luxury bed brand has an entire shop dedicated to the dress, which is structured enough to be worn out of the house, but is designed for lounging. <laughs> Okay. Nap dresses are flowy and at the same time cozy, cozy. and it also makes them a popular Instagram look. I will. T- I, this reminds me of uh, like uh, '60s fashion, like quasi. It even looks girl a fashion. further back than that. Yeah. Like it looks gown. like uh, yeah, it looks kind of like a nightgown. It's like Little House on the Prairie. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Is, it, um, um, <laughs> is it for women only? Uh, well, you uh, if you this? like wearing women's clothing, what are you, sure Ebony Scrooge? Well, you know, I think uh, I think it's unfair uh, that it that is marketed. That women from... have nap clothing and guys don't. Yes, we have sweats, and yeah. it used to be uh, culturally acceptable for men to wear nightgowns. And yeah. uh, somewhere along the way, and, uh, uh, we lost our yeah. way, and now it's not you're not allowed to anymore because you know, Nick, you're you frowned upon. You can, but you have to wear fun of. You have to wear a really long pointy cap. Yes. Yeah, nightcap. Yeah, yes. nightcap. <laughs> no, thank you. I don't and I'm going to have my gruel sitting by the Christmas tree that I stole from a local forest. Uh, people <laughs> people online are divided on the look uh, with some saying it's just an expensive nightgown and others are saying it's a brilliant way to stay stylish and comfortable during the strange time we are living in. If it's a way to rip you off because it's now classified as this trendy thing, then it's, it's just, stupid. But if it, it looks comfortable... It's just another style. That's yeah, all. but 125 bucks. Is that what they're going for? That's what the pre-order uh, price is, yeah. Speaking of the, the style and, and taking a, a step back in time, which is kind of what this looks like it's doing. Steve, I was what The Godfather was on yesterday. Yeah. I, was, I was watching it. And when Michael goes to Sicily, yeah, uh, you know, they go from New York to, to shooting in Sicily. And the clothing change that they make in that 
makes it look like they went back 50 years in time. Right, yeah, yeah. And but The Godfather itself takes place in, like, the, the 40s. 50s, yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, but when they when they yeah. go to Sicily, it looks like it went even further back in right. almost the 1800s in the clothes yeah. that they're wearing. Even the weapons are carrying. But I guess it's just, um, you know, the regions in, in, different, in different styles. But I would like of, to buy a nap dress. It kind of, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> if people knew who I was, they would want me dead. I need to have a comfortable nightdress. You see the 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 nightdress. Uh, but uh, apparently this is. I want to make it my regular Saturday night thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, this is apparently a trend that's starting to happen. Whether or not it takes off, I don't know. That looks. It doesn't look like it'll fit in. No. Nah, to it, current fashion. Like no, it, buy some die high boots, <laughs> and a nap dress. It will because the if you look at it, it's like kind of like has poofy shoulders or sleeves, mm. and that's I like want poofy shoulders and sleeves. Yeah, that's like super in, and you know, is the really? poofy yeah. in? Yeah, uh, I never have really liked that look. You know, was I thought was the worst look was the uh, the shoulder pad stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that just looks so. Uh, uh, just I agree. weird. Like, I agree. Every, everybody looked like a linebacker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was and that was a big thing for a while. It did look strange. Uh, but anyhow, nap dresses. Kath, look into it. All right, let's see what else I can find. Uh, apparently, it's going to be a big fall for hunters. Uh, with many businesses and industries still being impacted by the coronavirus and the resulting shutdowns, it seems more people are turning to the outdoors to stay busy. It seems to be that way. And it has led to some, led some to believe that this fall will be a busy, busy hunting season. Various, oh, happy day. Uh, various states across the country saw a significant increase in the number of fishing licenses sold. The New, New Mexico Department of uh, Game and Fish, for example, has already sold six thousand more licenses this year than last year you know what i think i've i and i always sort of flirt with the notion of doing it because it is it i I, it looks so zen is fly fishing i have i've done it and it's it is yeah it's great i don't even need to catch a fish yeah just go out there i I love being in the in the creeks you know (laughs) my brother actually traveled to belize to do a documentary on a fly fisherman oh yeah, yeah um but we have a fishing license now because we wanted to take Jace fishing one day. Okay. And you needed a license where we were going, so now we have a fishing license. Fishing to me is kind of like skiing in that you got to get all this crap together. You got to make sure everything's ready to go. You got to get to the place. You got to unload all that stuff. You got to mm-hmm. put all that crap on. You got to trudge through until you find your spot. But once you get there, it's great. And it's the same thing with skiing because every time I would load up that car with all that crap and put go in, put the suit on and blah blah blah, uh-huh. and all this done. But by the time I got up on the hill and we were moving, I'm like, this was worth it. Wait a this second, a lot of fun. wait a second. Where's my nap dress? Yes, <laughs> but um, there's so much more stuff for skiing. I feel like fishing isn't. It depends. On, it depends on what you're doing. If you guys are just going to go to the bridge and throw a line over the side, you don't need that much. Then yeah. you don't need that much. If, you, if you're going to be, if you're going to be wading into the creek, if you're going to fly yeah. fish yeah. and you need waders and all that other stuff, yeah, it's, but you have a tackle right. box already in there. Not your the not waders your, aren't your waders and Why? everything. Wait, 
waiters, Kathy, come all the way up to here. And they have straps over your shoulders. I was thinking of like the little weights. No, 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 no. Waiters. Waiters. Would you like your sandwich here, ma'am? Yes, waiter. No, she thought waiters. Like Kathy's system. I have your your tequilas here, sir. Yeah, like the little thing you put at the end, so it drops the hook. The weight. The little lead weight. Yeah. Do you need a fishing license to fish in the oceans and bays? Like if you angle off the coast? Okay. I do well, not from know the that. shoreline. You mean? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, you, you don't. Uh, well, no, you do. Uh, you're right? not allowed to. You're not no, allowed you to do don't. it. No, you don't. Like you, d- you. during the regular beach hours, right? You have to wait until, or at least I think, and in, in Wildwood, you have to wait until uh, the lifeguards leave. So that's like well, five thirty. Necessarily, there, we, there are certain areas that you can fish uh, all day long. We okay. used to. We used to yeah, absolutely. We used to surf cast uh, uh, on Long Island. We'd surf cast near what uh, the Lilco uh, Long Island Here you go, uh, power thing, and you. But I, I, now that I think about it, yeah, you do actually have to have a. Uh, so for New Jersey. Uh, it's License. not required for recreational surf casting, deep sea, or bay fishing. However, New Jersey saltwater anglers must register with the the saltwater saltwater recreational reg- registry program. Huh. Uh, so you have to register, but you don't need the license. Okay, okay. so you don't I, have to pay. Okay. I wonder how many times someone gets called on it, though, if they haven't. I mean, you, you, yeah. you go to some stretch of beach, you know, the likelihood of you being discovered is and fairly you need, nominal. You need a license and permit for crabbing and clabbing. Clabbing? <laughs> clabbing? Clamming. Oh my God! Look at the size of that clab. <laughs> I like clabbing and cramming. Yeah, Raz went clabbing recently. I went out with a few of the fellas and we were cramming all afternoon. My ass is killing me. Clabbing. This guy had a unit the size of a clab. Crabbing and clamming are two separate things. Yes, they are. That's what I was trying to say. I'm a little hot and cold on on surf casting. I, it looks cool. I, I like the idea of it, but. It's you, hard. Well, no. The likelihood the, of you catching something is very slim. Trust us. We yep. spent years doing it. Yeah. And my, my dad is probably, he might be in the Guinness Book of World Records as the worst fisherman <laughs> that's ever been on earth. <laughs> and and, and we, we would go and do it. And yet, it didn't matter. I still had a blast. It's another reason yeah. why I don't necessarily like going in the ocean because I have a fear that um, of those guys losing their hooks. And then I step on that. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. and it does yeah. happen occasionally. Uh, you know what? The thing is, is that I would end up when you'd catch something, you'd let it go. Yeah. You know? Be, and then once we did prepare some striped bass, mm-hmm. and that was okay. But And that's that's fine. But for the most part, just catch and release. Yeah. Catch yeah. and release. Well, do you eat clabs or no? No clabs. <laughs> okay. No. You need I some would... clab sauce, really. <laughs> I wouldn't mind crabbing. What what all is involved in oh, crabbing? You just trap, right? <laughs> you just stick some raw chicken in a trap in a trap. and then in a yeah. trap in a clab trap. In a clab trap, and then you. What, but you oh, can just also go to, just go to Clab Week <laughs> at Red Clabster. <laughs> you can do. Uh, you can do single crab traps where you actually sit there and you kind of wait. With yeah. the with the trap, and then you wait for the crab the clab to go in there, yeah. and then you yank it up. You do yeah. need. Uh, a I was 30- yanking my clab last night. You need a thirty pack of beer, Preston. Okay, <laughs> that's it's required. Oh my god! If you want to see, uh, there's that you know this, the classic scene in Jaws where everyone's getting ripped to go out and they're on their boats and they're trying to catch sharks. A lot of times you'll see. Uh, you know, people who are surf casting and getting, and getting ripped and, and out at, uh, if they're doing the, the, the fly fishing in a particular area and someone will hook someone else mm-hmm. or it happens all the time. I mm. see down, because uh, I really do enjoy the beach 
like after hours, right? So right. when when the the lifeguards leave, that's when the kids can actually start doing their skimboarding and stuff like that. But that's when you really see some cool activity. And, and there's this one guy he he likes to surf cast, and what he'll do, and I guess this is what you're supposed to do, is he walks out like fifty or seventy five yards to cast ca- cast out, so we can get out a little bit deeper past past the surf, past mm-hmm. the breaking waves. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. But as opposed to getting out on a boat. And using a depth finder and knowing mm-hmm. where the reefs and stuff. Oh, we are. did all but that. You can find the. Oh, fish. we did. Oh, here's the, this. Must be some sort of undersea. We got found a gorge, and we then look, and you can see in your tracking. We never caught a damn thing. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the deal is, you go to where the fish are, as opposed to waiting for the fish to come to you. That's right. the difference between surf casting and, and getting on the boat with a, a depth finder and everything. <laughs> we used to do the. We had the whole thing, the umbrella rigs, when we troll behind the boat and mm. all that stuff. I don't. Ever really? No, no. I don't ever want to go deep sea fishing ever again. However, if I could, I would go out into the ocean if I could still see land. Like I, I would go like a mile out max. And, and if, if you want to do, do that, some real serious, some deep sea stuff, you, I don't want to do you, you that. Go wait, like we when we went shark uh, fishing off Montauk. Yeah, you you go off the continental shelf. You go way out. I just want to go as far if I can. If, if I feel like I can swim back to the uh, beach, then that's how far out I want to go. Okay. Well, you can do that stuff in Florida. They have they have reefs that aren't too far off that that you can still see land. But if you want to go for the bigger fish, like Steve said, you got to go like thirty miles out and stuff like that. So yeah, that's a waste. What if uh, what if Bernie Perron took you out? You know, like could go out with an expert, go out with a friend. As, as long as I could see the beach, yeah. see the shoreline, yeah, I'm fine. Don't with that. worry, you can still see the land, you pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow for you to call me that. By the way, somebody pointed out, no clap, bro. It's Friday. <laughs> Backtracking a minute to the fishing, I got a text that says, we used to fish at Graffiti Pier in Fishtown, yeah. and I hooked my brother in the chin. He was crying like a little bitch. <laughs> His name is Nicholas Steckleback, and he's a listener. <laughs> and I yelled that because it's all in co- cast. Of course, if you hook somebody in the chin, they're going to cry. Don't bust your brother's balls about that, man. That would hurt Those, really bad. Oh, my God. I got one on my finger one time. And then, obviously, the, the, the hook is designed. It has that little prong that's got a barb. Out. Yeah. Yeah. It's not pleasant. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, with the hunting licenses are supposed to sell a lot. Last year, hunting licenses generated more than uh, thirty-one million dollars. Fishing licenses generated nearly nine million. It was previously reported that the Maine moose hunt permit lottery. Why don't you forget the moose? Wow! For a moment, have you ever gone moose fishing? Attracted. <laughs> Why tens, don't you forget the moose? Tens of uh, thousands of applicants this year. You put a clab on a hook. <laughs> But they they only allow three thousand one hundred and thirty five moose permits, and uh, that seems like a lot, doesn't it? Three thousand, well, maybe but not. Tens of thousands yeah, wanted to do it. Yeah. So. What is the average moose population in any given year of the United States? Oh, I if don't, you go to I Maine, it's pretty frequent. And you can see them. You know, like uh, yeah, I saw a couple of them. Tetons, you see them there as well. Yeah. Yep. All right. Anyhow, that was the last thing I want to take a. Br- oh yeah, yeah. This has been the junk drawer. So thank you. I want to take a break and come back in a second and get into some bizarre file stories. Be back in a sec. Make sure you stay with us. It wouldn't be the end of the year without a year-end countdown. It says so here in the Radio for Dummies handbook. And who's WMMR to buck tradition? Announcing the top 25 songs of 2020. Go to WMMR.com and vote for your favorite rock songs from this past year, like new music from Foo Fighters, ACDC, 
and newer bands like Dirty Honey. We'll tally up your votes and count them down New Year's Eve at 7 with an encore New Year's Day at 3 p.m. MMR's Top 25 of 2020 Countdown from the station that can totally handle counting backwards. We think 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's see what stories we get today. What do you have for us, Steve? Well, despite rumors of a split, Caitlyn Jenner and girlfriend Sophia Hutchins were seen grabbing takeout from Chrissy's restaurant in Malibu on Sunday. Sophia gingerly carried her food out in a small Prada bag, while Caitlyn followed behind carrying her food on a hand truck. Yeah. The cast of the 1998 version of The Parent Trap held an online reunion on Instagram last night to benefit benefit food drives around the country. One uncomfortable moment occurred when Mickey Rourke appeared to accidentally join the Zoom session only to reveal it was Lindsay Lohan. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, environmental activist (laughs) environmental activist Leonardo DiCaprio catching blowback online after he and girlfriend Camilla Maroney were seen getting off a private jet over the weekend. DiCaprio later explained the move, saying that flying commercial would have significantly hampered his plans for full mid-air vaginal and anal sex. (laughs) And I support him on that. And that's your Hollywood trash. Thank you. And thank you, Casey. Yeah, you know. Uh, because I uh, I ran late this morning. I slept in. And in my quick horse bath that I took over the sink, I mainly just took care of my hair. And and uh, and I forgot to throw on some deodorant this morning. Uh-oh. And as I leaned over to grab my copy here, I smelled my own armpit. And uh, and when I my my body odor to me smells like uh, mustard and onions mixed together for some reason I'm like yeah mm, first of all I want a hot dog for you. Yeah. so is and that then, what you smell and then I gestured to Casey my armpit and then he pointed his armpit like me my smell I'm like no I so he reached into his magic cabinet and he gave me some deodorant oh uh, so you can keep that now right you uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't you mean once you give thank you, you Steve right I knew that was oh, coming shut up no I knew that I, was coming and I'm so glad you're on my side we wiped off the uh, the other layer. Yeah, he just took it and wiped it off. You realize it doesn't ruin the entire You realize bar. that it would be yours if it was mine. I'd be like, here you go. This is gift. yours. It is a gift. Do not return this. Your logic is so what? messed up. Disgusting. Your armpits smell like mustard Kathy, and if, onions. If, Why would I want it back? If I ever lend you deodorant, you can keep it. Okay, it's you. an entire bar of deodorant. You realize as you use that, it takes a layer off, right? It's so it just wiped off some of that layer. Yeah. Has oh, my God, you guys have problems. Okay. <laughs> We're wasting time here. Our next guest is on the line. He is ready to go, and he is uh, he has a special that is streaming. It's coming up on the 12th, and it is called Behind the Mask. And uh, I'm gonna, I've am gonna. i got to get this. I love him. I love his stand-up. Been in our studio uh, many times. You can get tickets at RushTix.com. By the way, please welcome Mr. Kevin Neal. Yeah! To the show this morning. Hi, Kevin. Wow, good morning. I can't believe all the bickering in your <laughs> Well, let, let, let's pose it to you, Kevin. Yeah. If you were to lend a deodorant stick to a friend, would you then take that deodorant stick back or would you gift it to that friend? Well, I guess it depends on the friend, but I'd probably gift it to them unless I was on a camping trip or something. Okay. <laughs> all right. So it, yeah, well, what we did situation. was we wiped the top layer off after I used it and you're good to go after that. <laughs> Yeah, you could do that, like the chapstick thing. You just kind of rub it on your butt. <laughs> just, just rub the chapstick on your butt to get that layer off. 
<laughs> I think that makes sense. See, you're always thinking. So let, let me ask you, Kevin. Obviously, you have the special coming up, and it's behind the mask. And obviously, we're in it, living in a mask world. Have you been faring in the past couple of months during the pandemic? How's your mask game? How's your germaphobe game? What's going on with you? My germaphobe game is good. I've never been a, a germaphobe, so I'm you know I'm, I'm good with that. The mask game is right on spot. I, you know, I haven't gotten COVID. I've been tested several times. I used to always get tested for COVID, even before the pandemic. <laughs> just, just, that's how prepared. Yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah, but I've been kind of you know like a, you know like a lot of people. I've discovered some hobbies that needed a little more attention. And they finally were able to get that attention. You know, like I've gotten into drawing a lot. Let me let me tell you something. Your your artwork. I, I was I was I hopped on your Twitter account this morning just to pick up some extra you know extra stuff to talk about. It's sensational. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate. It. I have an Instagram too that is solely artwork. It's called Kevin Neal and Artwork, you, and um, I just love doing it. You have a picture of Harry Dean Stanton that is one of the best I've, I've ever yeah. seen, and you you wow. so you're capturing. Um, I, I love this style. So it's, it, it's it appears you're working in oils, correct? Uh, it's actually digital art. Is it? Two years wow. ago, yeah. Because I, I, you know, I love doing I love doing um, caricatures all my life, pen and paper, you know. And I would usually do them in black and white, with just with a pencil or a pen, and sometimes I color them in. But two years ago, you know, I started following these uh, caricature artists on Instagram, and they're really good. They have training and all that, you know. Yeah. And I saw one guy I really liked a lot, Poy, uh, Paul Moist, his name is, and he teaches um, in England via Skype. So two summers ago, I took Skype lessons from him in England, and I learned how to use a digital tablet and all that stuff. And I'm really I just have so much fun with it, and people seem to like it. So I, and it's kind of like a way to do stand-up because it's exaggerating. You, know, you take somebody's portrait and you exaggerate it. You know, but what you're doing, like, 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 like comedy. We're looking at like Brian May, and and uh, I mean, so. The, but there's a key to seeing um, what we see and those things that uh, you know the great caricature artists can can nail that those one or two finding defining attributes that immediately jump out at you, and 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 you're you're doing it. So, are you finding Zen in this? I really am because you have to kind of relax your your mind when you look at somebody's picture, like a reference picture, uh, like Tilden Tilden uh, Tilda Swinton. Yeah, I found a picture of her where he, she shows she has a really long neck, you know, and very interesting eyes. So I just kind of relaxed and looked at it, and I thought this one she will have a very long, she's almost lizard like, and she has a long neck, and I made the eyes a lot bigger than her real eyes. I, I love this. I love this artwork. I, yeah, you know, as a fan of uh, longtime fan of Mad Magazine, you know, their ability yeah. uh, to to capture the essence of someone that way is, is is kind of a gift. So, have you have you sold any of these? Have you done any of these for specifically for celebrities who have requested them? I have. I've done a few uh, for people that have requested it, but I didn't charge them. I'm just. I'm like. I'm embarrassed. I wouldn't even know how much to charge for something like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Not my, it's not really what I'm known for doing, and I'm, I'm almost like it's it's almost embarrassing for me to say give any price, even if it was five dollars. Like, was five dollars okay? Is that too much? <laughs> well, well, let, let me let me uh, let me say uh, you're you're doing exactly what what has uh, annoys a lot of us because during at the beginning of this pandemic, and we've talked about this, everyone in the quarantine. Okay, I'm going to learn cello. I'm going to learn this. I'm going to really. I'm going to learn how to sculpt. You actually did it and are freaking awesome at it, which makes us feel worse. 
<laughs> well, I'm sure you have something that you can be good at. I have What's nothing. Like yodeling? <laughs> yodeling? <laughs> yodeling, yeah. Yodeling. Thank you. I'll try that. Um, so, so I always wonder if somebody's like a, a child prodigy, but they never really sat at a piano, so they never realized that they were a child prodigy. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, so it's interesting that you mentioned that, and we're also talking about your art, is because my friend that I met in college, he has just a an elective in the second semester of his senior year, he took an art class, and as it turns out, He's an amazing artist. Really? And I'm like, you never doodled? Or he's like, no, I never doodled. Wow. He had no clue until he was almost 22 years old that he had this ability. So, yeah. Well, here's the cool thing. My son is online school now, you know, like everybody else mostly. And his first class on Friday is digital art. So I'm going to, like, be outside the frame, and I'm going to start taking lessons. <laughs> sure. Good yeah. for you. I was never a doodler, but I was a diddler, and I <laughs> yeah. did work on that during... Uh, and, and you're a virtuoso. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're a master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Master diddler. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Kevin, speaking of Zen moments, um, I, I love hiking with Kevin. It's a fascinating series. It, you know, it's, it's you with friends and comedians, and you go to some really cool places with some really cool people. I'm curious as to what is the top of your list, what is at the top of your list uh, for your next hike? Well, that's a really loaded question right there because I've done three seasons, about 85 hikes. And, um, you know, I was kind of waiting for the pandemic to end before I do any more because, uh, you know, I don't want the interviewer, interviewee to be like six feet behind me while I'm talking to them, you know? Right, right. <laughs> but, um, but here's the thing. Um, I got a call from my manager saying that this writer-producer from Modern Family really likes the hiking show, and was interested in turning it into more of a TV show for a network, you know, oh. like a, a curb kind of a thing, based around each hike. You know, it involved my family, and you know, it'd be a, you know uh, a show. So we've been t working on that pitch, and I think we sold it, and um, we're excited wow. about That's that. Cool. So that would add some budget, right? Like you get to go to some cooler, more exotic, faraway places. Um, not necessarily, okay. but it would be kind of, you know, it would be kind of a COVID friendly kind of a situation because we'd be outside shooting, you know, and there'd be other camera people like far away shooting and, yeah. um, but you know, I, I wouldn't have, you know, there definitely could be some like far away places like Nepal or Hawaii or something, you know? Well, listen, I mean, this is, it, it, it's such a cool thing. It is, I, I love hiking as well and, and, and a daily hike, but in the times that you go out and you go hiking, have you ever been in a situation where you're like, where, um, you perhaps got injured or it got away from you or, um, you know, because if it's something that you do, obviously you do a lot, you do by yourself, uh, it, you can encounter that. Have you ever encountered a rather difficult situation? Uh, I've never, I've never gotten hurt or I've never been with anybody that's gotten hurt. I did experience deja vu on one hike once and I thought, geez, that's really strange. You know, like I had to sit down for a minute. Um, but um, I do see a lot of, you know, not a lot, but occasionally, uh, it's not unusual that I'll see a rattlesnake out there, especially this time of the year. Yeah, wow. that's yeah. not fun. Wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, Kevin, we're excited you got the special. Uh, it's live streaming September 12th, 10 o'clock. Uh, tickets available at RushTix.com. And there's um, VIP access if you want to get chart outs or chart. <laughs> It's a thing we do on our show called Chart House. You wouldn't understand. Uh, you do shout-outs um, <laughs> during this, right? I like it, yeah. Yeah, so it's on RushTix, T-I-X dot com. But it's only going to be the one night. So it's live streaming. And Brad Paisley is going to be... 
Yeah, oh, we lost him. Yeah. He was uh, he was he had a time limit and they hung yeah. up on us. Okay, all right. That's how you do it. You just hang up. That's okay because it was Kevin Nealon, by the way, if you're just tuning in. Because the person we've been dying to talk to oh, yeah. uh, since we heard the announcement <laughs> of the second season show that Steve and I fell in love with immediately when the first season came around. I've like one more episode to go as I'm rewatching the first season is called The Boys. And he plays this character that is just... He's phenomenal. Wow. Yeah. Just amazing. And the character is Homelander for those who watch uh, The Boys. Please welcome Anthony Starr. <laughs> show this morning. Anthony, good morning. Good morning, people. How are you? We, we are wonderful. I'm. We're so excited for season two. You're, you're talking to some hardcore fanboys here, Anthony. Okay, well, I, I was listening to your last segment and I got freaked out by snakes. So <laughs> Homelanders afraid of snakes? I'm, I'm a little shaky right now. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll bring you. We'll bring you back. We are. We are. Uh, we're huge fans. The show is. I think. I think it's going to. It did well the first season. I think it's going to explode this the second season because there is literally nothing like it on television. And you, as Homelander, uh, you are that bizarre. You know, you capture that all American. Superhero look, but you scare the f out of me when yes. you when, when you get that look because and uh, man, you just nail it. There are times when you'll look at the other uh, the, of the seven of the other superheroes, and they're super in, in just a couple of ways, uh, and you'll give a look and mother effort. It's a cave, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, unbelievable. And and it's yeah. it's such uh-huh. an it, it's an I'm sorry to interrupt, Anthony. It's such an interesting character because. You're, you're, you know, a Homelander can do whatever he wants to do. Anything. Yet, yet he is under the thumb of the the corporate uh, juggernaut. And that puts an interesting twist on a character like that as an actor, I would imagine. It sure does. And, and uh, you know, it, it, it's a very, it, it, you know, that relationship with uh, Stilwell, uh, a.k.a. Um, the lovely... Uh, Elizabeth Shue. Uh, yeah. Elizabeth Shue. She's, she's amazing. Um, it's very edible. It's very weird. It's very twisted, and uh, like any good mummy figure, uh, and, and I think of my my own real mother. You know, you're talking about the the looks that I give people. That is a true homage to my mum, because I tell you what, that woman can look through you like like ice, and uh, you know you've done wrong. So, you like, know, we're just really excited. The first season, um, a little got got some fans, and second season is better. So uh, hopefully. It's, Continue. Well, what's great is that it, it combines. So we, we tell people you're, gonna, you're not going to hear language. This is arch language. There's viscera. There is um, uh, all sorts of stuff. But it comes together with also the riest of um, a sense of humor. You have Seth Rogen as one of the um, the producers. Yeah. And uh, how how hands on is he? Because you also have a great showrunner in uh, Eric Kripke. But yeah, Eric is Eric is uh, with a rubber mate. The road that's uh, that's Eric's uh, contribution, and you know he really makes everything tick and keeps the, keeps the wheels turning. Uh, whereas Seth and Evan, um, as a as a duo, as a producing duo, you know they're all over everything. They're involved in everything, and the, you can feel their input through the whole thing. And uh, they've just been wonderful. They've been really great producers through the whole thing. And um, honestly, I. I I, I I get really tired of uh, speaking like this because I sound like the most boring cliche actor. But 
this is kind of the dream job. It's like good material and uh, good good people up and down the chain. So I'm 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 waiting for the person that comes on the show that I can hate uh, turn, around, turn around and hate and, uh. and then give you something like. Hey, guess what? This person's a real jerk. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Anthony, I was I was surprised to find out that uh, that you're a Kiwi or for, from New Zealand, and but but Carl Urban is as well. Carl, one of the sweetest yeah. guys we've ever had in this studio. What a great guy! Super interview. Yeah. Um, did you guys, you, you grew up in that, uh, you know, being from New Zealand, a fairly small country, uh, you both have made it onto the acting stage. Did you guys, were you contemporaries uh, before your stars rose? Yeah, well, I mean, I, Carl's a little older than me, uh, not much, but, but just a little bit. And uh, when he was doing Lord of the Rings and hitting overseas, I was running around the world. Uh, gallivanting, partying, and drinking. So we had a different trajectory uh, somewhat. And then I, I sort of knuckled down and uh, we came into each other's all. But New Zealand's very small. So I've known him for years. And honestly, uh, ever since ever since I met him, I've wanted to work with him. And then we've, you know, barbecues at each other's houses. We've threatened each other that we got to work together and all that. And then it just never really panned out because we were doing, we were different, different, life paths and then uh this this came together and i i, I mean the, the suits all get cast earlier because we got to we got to make our suits and they take yeah. about, uh, about six months to make so uh we were all sitting there waiting going i wonder who's gonna get cast and then carl turned up and it was like oh this is gonna be brilliant uh, uh, this is going to be uh, this is going to be brilliant. Two Kiwis getting the fucking head. Yeah, well, it's so perfect. Anything, you know, I didn't realize, yeah, right. you know, uh, um, Anthony, that and, and I, I put two and two together because your hair is 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 you know blonde in this. I, I didn't recognize you, but you're on a show that I enjoy called Banshee. Um, yeah, yeah, which is uh, which actually it, it, it actually takes place in in Pennsylvania, and um, yeah. and in a way, you were you were sort of um, you're you're a character in that that's not. What he appears to be, and Homelander's kind of that way as well. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of similarities, you know, and, and in fact, not just with the character, but with those shows, you know. What what I've been finding is, um, Fancy maybe had a, a, a little. We 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 decided to end that before, possibly before its time. But um, what I've been finding is, is that a lot of people that like Banshee are now crossing over to the boys and vice versa. So it's having sort of a you know, it, it's having a mid-age facelift, if you like. Um, and, and now that people are discover, discovering the show after they've seen The Boys, which is wonderful because they're both kind of in the same... They're not in the same genre, obviously, but they're, 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 they're kind of the same plot. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they're both uh, really enjoyable, really violent, really <laughs> a little bit like a very heightened reality. and um, it, it, they're, they're both a lot of fun, so... It's uh, kind of a, the, the gift that keeps on giving is Banshee. Great. Anthony, I want to ask you about The Boys because um, I think it's a brilliant show, and, and I'm curious as to uh, if you ever get this reaction. It's awesome. It's really well written. Uh, it's it's a, nothing like I've ever seen on TV before, and I hated it. Like, I, it was so, uh, made me so uncomfortable. I watched every episode. I, I, I can't wait for season two, but man, is like, it's, it's so great, and you can't stop watching it, but it is difficult to watch. 
Yeah, well, I tell you what, man. I, I'll be really glad when I walk down the street and stop getting shit on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this: there's there, there's a scene in the first season, and for people, you can we can watch this at eight episodes of the first season. You can get out of the way and get on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a scene where you take a somebody with Homelander's power. And he has a score to settle, and he's searching for humans. And to me, and I don't know if you feel this way as well, obviously the soups are fascinating, but put yourself in the situation of a, of a person who does not possess the ability, who has somebody basically Superman and above who's got a score to settle with him. How would you respond to that? And that's why the show works so well. I don't know how you respond to that, and that is why the show works so well. You know, I think... I think you know there's so many, there's so much uh, graphic novel stuff out there at the moment. There's so many superheroes around, and what we've done is take all of that stuff, uh, give it a healthy dose of crack cocaine, and turn it on its head. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 you know, it's really it's it's wonderful. You know, we've got this bastard child, and uh, AKA uh, virus number number two for 2020, and it's 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 just you know you know. We're in this environment where we can kind of get away with whatever we want. So yeah. those kinds of scenes, the, the, the scenarios that you're talking about, we can get away with. And, and people are really ripe for it, and they really want to see something different. And um, uh, I, I, I keep saying that uh, the, the Boys Season 2 is sponsored by COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's... Uh... You know, we have this captive audience. So um, yeah. I, I just want the fans to get it and enjoy it because... Yeah, we bust our ass making it, and it's about time we got it out there. Three episodes of the second season start tomorrow, and then they'll roll out another uh, episode every week. So uh, it's on Amazon Prime if you haven't seen it yet. Anthony, congratulations on your success. Uh, we did hear there's an announcement of season three, so we'll talk to you again, my man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, dude, I, I can't wait, guys. Have a great day. Thank you. Be done. You bet. Anthony Starr, guys. Yeah. Yeah. From the boys. It is. One of the things also I love about it, Steve, is it's is maybe kick around this concept. Let's say that a superhero um, race exists. Yeah. And just because you have these abilities um, doesn't mean you can go out and just take everything you want. Because no. then everybody's going to hate you because you're stealing. So in order for them to live a somewhat productive life... They have to be paid. They got to play the game. They, they have to play the game, but to the people that pay them. Yes. And they have to behave in a way those people want them to behave if they want to live a certain lifestyle. It, it is. And I never considered It's a that. parable for all sorts of things that no matter how powerful you are, there's someone who's yeah. who's who's pulling your strings. It was kind of like um, what was the the Will Smith movie? Uh, oh, Hancock. Yeah, Hancock, yeah. where he had to go live alone because mm-hmm. everybody detested him. Uh, even though he would save people, he would mess stuff up from time to time, and he had to answer. And he couldn't live a quote unquote normal life. And they kind of explore that a little bit and how the corporate, uh, uh, you know, home uh, base. Is the controlling part of it, and it's it's a wild concept. There's yeah. that. There's there's a, there's a sort of a a, a drug problem with the superheroes. Yes. They are sponsored. There are some who are actually in it for the real superhero. So take the Watchmen. That's why I think it resonates so much. Why we love it so much, also because it's the Watchmen, but it's got um, it's got a level of depravity. <laughs> so so if if like nine of the twelve superheroes were like the comic. Uh, the comedian, yeah. uh, that's what you have. Very and, cool. And he had mentioned Elizabeth Shue, who's great in it, too. Uh, he has 
Homelander has a mommy thing. It's a big fetish. It's, yeah. And it's, you're like, oh my, am I watching this? Is this really going on? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty wild. There's a lot so, of uncomfortability in oh watching my that God. Yes. Well, I mean, Every episode. Honestly, yes. that scene where he's flying, he's, he's Homelander's flying over looking for Carl Urban. Yeah. And he's he's flying over a town and he's got super hearing, he's got the whole thing and super he's speed, he's super speed and he's just going in a grid crisscrossing and they're in this warehouse yeah. trying to keep quiet and yeah. keep out of his it, it'll scare the yeah. ass out. There's of you. just a predator above you yeah. that is that's going to find you. It's it's a really good show if you haven't seen it yet. So Did you finish the first season again? Uh yeah. one one episode left. Okay. I'll watch it today and right. then I'm all set and I'm going to try try to take my time <laughs> and not Binge. I I try to do that. If it's something I really like, yeah. I don't want it to be over too quickly. Well, so this is, I take my time on it. And they, they, you just said like it's three yeah. episodes, right? So the, I like that approach because I'm the same way. You want to watch all of them back to back to back. And but if it, if you're forced to wait a week, uh, you don't have an option. It does work, especially like HBO has this show about the Nexium called called the 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 uh, the Vow. Yes, yeah. two episodes uh, in now, uh, and it's riveting. I haven't seen the second episode. Yeah. I got to watch that this weekend uh, for sure. So looking forward to that. Um, what do you want to do? I want to take a break. All right. We cool with that? Yeah. All right. We'll take a break and we'll come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.